Hey, it's Josh Williams here, and welcome to another bonus episode of the One Man Podcast. This week, I have uh, a good buddy of mine, the guy who is responsible for putting me on stage for the very first time, uh, Trevor Thompson. Trevor has performed all over Canada. He's a super funny guy. I have looked up to him uh, ever since I started stand-up. And the, the episode's interesting today. We talk about sort of different things. I see a lot of uh, my struggles, Trevor, and I share a lot of the same struggles, different uh, different outcomes, different methods, things like that. So the episode is is very interesting. It's actually a, a longer one, but uh, him and I were having so much t- you know fun talking and and different subjects matter. Like I mean, uh, Trevor was a guy who uh, signed with Yucks early on in his career, and he talks about that. And you know, we had conversations about gigs, you know, you kind of don't want to do and, you know, somebody walk in the room. Um, I, I enjoy talking with Trevor. Trevor's actually incredibly uh, well read. He's got a, a shitload of knowledge. The guy is a wealth of knowledge. Um, but yeah, you're going to hear all sorts of different stuff. Like we we have, it's a fun conversation. Um, it, it, it has ups and it has downs. But uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. We called it, uh, we, we, we actually still going when we get close to the end. But uh, we're just having so much fun. You know, the, the day was getting away from us, so we had to sort of cut it off quick. But um, I hope you guys enjoy the uh, the conversation uh, I had with the very funny comedian Trevor Thompson. Yeah. Is that a in case of water recording? Is that, is that just no, Jason? that's just Jason. On the thing there. Now we have started recording the audio. Oh, just okay. as of a few seconds ago. I just like it to sound natural, like the conversation is already okay. Begun. So this is how it starts. I tried. I'm trying to like start listening. This is how it starts. They're like, hey, no, I they, listen to Josh Williams podcast, <laughs> and it starts off like, move a lot. So yeah, no, when I'm high, I, I do a bunch of. That's basically where it started. You're like, yeah, I do that on stage too. You know, unless I'm high or whatever. Yeah. That's basically no, what when I'm high, it gets worse. I mean, yeah. I, sometimes I'm high on stage. There, that's yeah. Are you comfortable? Comic, I can always edit comic, into this. Part. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Whatever. It's legal. Comic. Admits to drug abuse on stage. No, I. It is. I. I mean, I know how not to. It's. I wouldn't do it for a long set, but if I'm just doing six minutes, sometimes like yeah. a, a bar, never at absolute comedy. <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> most no, guys got their stars being high at absolute. Yeah, yeah. No, the audience is high. No, I've, pump in I've gas. done sets high, like pros, like at clubs too. And ninety percent of the time, it goes well. I mean, yeah. Any, I can't think of a set I've done where I've been high. This is a weird way to start off, but uh, drugs and, yeah, well. Well, for fuck's sakes, I mean, the amount of comics that that smoke pot and I I can't, I wish I could. I smoke pot and I get way too anxious. Well, it's, I feel like it's, it's better than, as long as you, you know, you're not too fucked up, right? Like, it's better than being drunk on stage because drunk just makes you sloppy and slur your words. And like, I've never really been truly drunk on stage, but I've been like not sober where like you think it's then you like you'll listen to recording yourself not that i have enough recordings of myself i really need to start doing more that <laughs> i love this, you got like a little cliff notes and everything you're like what this, is, <laughs> what this is going to turn into is just a litany of like a laundry list of me like itemizing all the reasons why i'm not more successful well i should record myself more and i need to apply more to festivals and you know really i don't have any web presence and nobody knows it yeah so anyway yeah uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to Josh Williams Podcast with a special guest whiner, Trevor Thompson. He's not a whiner. I, I have, a, yeah, I, I, I've wanted to have you on for a long time just because I do have a tremendous amount of respect. I think you're Thanks. incredibly funny. Thanks. Um, something that people who've only seen you on stage may not know, but you're incredibly, incredibly informed. 
Yeah. I don't even know if that's not even the right word because you're you have a ton of knowledge of trivia and yeah i got lots of useless information i'm good at trivia the government job i had lots of free time in my hands yeah but people respect the internet and all it is yeah. is just use it's I'm, just a news, I'm a news junkie like much to my detriment right now like i i can't stay off twitter and like even with everything that's happening in the world right now so yeah i, I guess i'm finger quote informed sure yeah okay yeah well you'd crush on a game show uh depending upon the game show yeah which ones top three that you think you'd dominate well, in i mean I wouldn't dominate a Jeopardy. I'm good. Like when it comes to trivia and that kind of stuff, like I played on a pub trivia team, although I haven't been playing very much the last while. And like we, I'm good at trivia. Like I am good at it. I know what I'm good at, but I'm not, it's like any, it's like comedy, right? Like I'm good at comedy, but there's always somebody better, right? It's like the famous Homer Simpson line. No matter how good you are at something, there's about a million people that are better. Like I would, I would, I'm good at trivia, but I'm not good enough to win at Jeopardy. Like I, I, I've never tried to get on it, but I wouldn't like, I'm not at that level. Like, yeah, but yeah. Okay. But so like you said, the Homer Simpson, I would do, I would do well at, I, at, at a game show. I don't know. Do you think wheel of fortune? Cause no. that's not well, so much trivia. Any, as it's just that word. doesn't take any skill. Really? I can't figure them all out. But then there's like, there's like types of puzzles where it's like before and after. So you have to know how that's set up for it to, I'm, I'm not a, I don't really know much about game. I don't know because most game shows don't really take skill per right. se, right? It's a lot of luck. I don't know. Price I mean, is Jeopardy. right is a fun one to watch, but even like as a kid, I'm like, I remember products that I would buy on the show and I go, that's not how much they cost, but you're not doing the US to Canadian I just, conversion. I too. just watched a documentary on Netflix a couple of months ago about a guy that was so good at memorizing prices. Like he was a, he had a math brain. I don't know if he was like on the spectrum or something, but. Mm-hmm. Just he was so good at memorizing and fixating on prices, and he would memorize how much things cost depending upon model and make of couches and cars and stuff. And he basically was, I guess, more or less like banned from the show because he kept right winning. Like, or like he would like he would sit in the crowd and he would like give advice like to people. Oh, okay. It's not like that, he was because they don't have returning champions. Well, no, no. Right, right? But then apparently, if you've been on it, you can't be on it again. But then they lifted that rule, so he was on it again. And I don't know. It, it, it's really. It, it makes you wonder too I don't know how even, that ties into like what we were talking about. Is just I just watched a documentary about the prices, right? Yeah, yeah but who gives yeah. a shit? We're just content. The, okay. That's all content. anybody cares okay. about is content. But I mean, nobody wants to listen to a two-hour long podcast. Sure, they do. do. They really? I'm surprised. I didn't think they'd want to listen to anything I had to yeah, say. But people, people listen, listen for two hours straight. Yeah. Well, not. I two mean, hours I can straight. go on for two hours. You're welcome to. Here's the thing, though. Nobody listens for two hours straight. (laughs) Nobody, nobody listens for two hours straight. They'll listen to thirty minutes on the way to work. They'll listen to the next thirty minutes later. Maybe twenty minutes. Well, they're like they just resume where they left off. It's not so much that they sit for two hours straight and listen. Some people do, right? Like people like uh, Kamar, who a is you know he's had an episode on the show, but Kamar all day long he's just moving boxes and filling up paperwork. But he's got the the podcast. Yeah, I know he listens to podcasts all day. Yeah. Yeah. Is Kamar so is Kamar's been on your show? Yeah, yeah he had an uh, he had an episode oh, yeah. a while back. Um, after he did, uh, you know, a comp- what do you call it? Um, not a competition and not a contest. It's a fucking festival. He had a festival in Kingston. So I had him on after that. Oh, uh, Ryan Dedeen's. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had uh, I had Kamar on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's somebody who listens to podcasts all the time. I got buddies who are like landscapers, and they're like all day long. I got my AirPods in. I'm listening to podcasts. Okay, that are audiobooks, right, yeah. people? Okay. Well, hey, hello. <laughs> so there's a fun, like I don't know. I think with the game show stuff, even if you know the prices, it's like, aren't, isn't there different prices everywhere? If you go to Walmart, 
and you look at a loaf of bread. No, but that's the thing. This guy, there was like standardized pricing for like, because they kept using the same products and he would watch the show enough. He basically compiled a database where he was able to figure out, like he kept like a spreadsheet of like, this costs this much. This with this, the couch with the ottoman costs this much. The deluxe version of this, you know. I thought he just knew what like, no, the he Bose did the work. He A5 did. Speaker. He did the work, like right. to determine. Anyway, I can't remember the guy's name or even what the what the documentary is called. It but you watched it. To but the I end. <laughs> but I watched it because I don't know why I watched it. Honestly, it was one of those like Netflix paralysis where you just like there's you're overwhelmed with like there's so many. It's kind of like yeah. the situation I'm in right now in my life, where like I actually have some free time in my hands. And I got so much stuff I should be doing and need to be doing, but instead of like trying to focus on one thing, I get right. overwhelmed. And I just lie in my bed and look at Twitter for an hour. That's and, and exactly get mad about the world. It's kind of like this, you know, mental health situation I'm in right now. Right. I, it's good. I'm getting out of the house. I'm talking to another human. I'm, you're helping me right now with the exact same thing. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I know. I'm like, I should. You know what? Yeah. I'll record a podcast. Okay. I'll some sure. Content. So yeah, we're, content. we're both in the exact yeah, same. This is mutually beneficial uh, podcasting. Reciprocal <laughs> agreement. It's a symbiotic uh, relationship. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm Trevor, by the way. Yeah, uh, Trevor Thompson, guys. Uh, Trevor, uh, I, I know. I, I still don't know if you hate it when I say this or if you just pretend to dislike it. Because I know I've, I've said it a few times before you've come up. But um, it's not about me. It's about you. Mm-hmm. But you are the first person who ever put me on stage. Yeah. No, um, I don't hate it. I don't know. Yeah, you and... Uh, <laughs> Matt Carter, Dave Atkinson, you, yeah. Uh, it was, I think... Uh, the Laurier Show. That was yeah, the first, yeah, the first yeah, show. because the, the Royal Oak and Laurier in the basement. Yeah, yeah, my friends. I've told this story before in the podcast, probably the first or second episode, but my friends and I were going to see a lot of shows at the clubs. Mm-hmm. And after we would, you know, we would see the show of the weekend and go, well, mm-hmm. we've already seen the show this week. We go to the other club, check out the other show. And yeah. then we started to learn that Wednesdays are... The amateur nights of both clubs. So right. we would go to that because it's a different show, right? Yeah. Different comics, different content. Yeah. And we saw you at a lot of them. And you were like, you and Dom Perret were like the two best comics that we would see in like the up and coming scene. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You were, yeah. you were, you were already established. You were hosting and things like that. But I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to tell the story in yeah. that regard because now we've jumped ahead in your timeline. But yeah. I just remember you recognized our group of friends and okay, I've seen you guys at a lot. Yeah. What's the two thousand? You know, are you thinking about starting? And at the time, I had no idea why you would ask that. Having been in comedy long enough, I go, yeah. Now, if you see people around a lot, it's because they're interested. In doing oh yeah, that. I picked up on that. I could pick up on that right away because, like, it was kind of like that's how people would, you know, you're when you want to get into comedy. That's like when I first wanted to get into it. That's what I was told. Right? I said, come down to the club, watch a show first, because I didn't know any better. When I phoned up, I was like, hey, I want to do Wednesday. Like, okay, you got to come down to the club and watch. Yeah. So I did that. So I realized that when I'd see people around the clubs all the time, I feel like that's like, okay, this uh, somebody in this group wants yeah. to get into it. We had, and I do everything in my power to like discourage them. <laughs> you no. should have discouraged me. No, I had no interest get in doing into it. this. Yeah. I tell people, that's what I tell people all the time. I go, you don't get to just do it once. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe if you bomb horribly, but if you do the slightest bit well, you're like, wow, that felt great. I want to do that again. I had no interest in doing it at the time. Really? I was no. It was I, only me. It's because I planted. No, the no, 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 no. Is it my blame? <laughs> I'd love to give you the career, credit Josh? for it, buddy. Everything yeah. that's happened to me since every yeah, yeah. every reason that I can't get a day job now because of this yeah. goddamn. No, um, no I, I, can, I, I, can I can relate. I realized through this podcast that Two at the time in the I was on a Thursday. <laughs> I was going through some medical stuff at the time. I was really worried. I thought my my time was up. 
And I didn't even realize it at the time, but I was unhappy uh, with my life. I was worried. I hated my job, and I was just I'm, going to stand I'm up to feel good. I'm still unhappy with my life. Oh, <laughs> dude, so am I, but I don't think it's over right now, which is almost maybe worse. No, uh, <laughs> at the time, I was just, I was liking stand-up because I liked the escape. I liked the laughing. I don't, yeah, I've yeah, always I been know. a fan of stand-up. Well, I, but it yeah. wasn't until you asked us that my friends, because my friends, every time they came with me, they were like, you should do this, you should. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I go, you guys think that, that, I'm funny to you because you know me. Or if someone says something and I can play yeah. off it, sure, maybe well, I'm funny. Yeah, but walk out there blank and just, no. There's definitely a difference between funny and stage funny, for sure. Yeah. Like, I've actually said, though, going back to what you said, like, I've said on stage recently, like, this is the only time I'm actually happy during the mm. day. Yeah, when people... When like, I'm up on stage and, like, it's going well and I'm, like, in my element, I'm, like, I actually feel comfortable. Like, yeah. this is where I know what I'm doing. Do you feel the most you on stage? Yeah. I, that's the same for me. Like well, people, are like oh, you get up there and you put on this character. Go no, the character is off stage. It's an it's a slightly embellished version of I mean, who I really am, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. do you feel like I I don't know I when I'm on stage and I'm just sort of being silly and goofy. It's almost like in my regular life I have to tone my shit down because people take it the wrong way. Whereas when I'm on stage, it's almost like, Oh, he's just kind of kidding and being silly. I'm like, yeah, that's me all the time. I'm yeah. Well, you know, I, I know that's the thing I laugh. find that. Yeah. I mean, people, if they don't know you're a comedian or it's not like I go around saying to everyone who is a comedian, I'm a comedian, but mm. when they find out you're a comedian, they treat you differently and they yeah. kind of like, they're expecting you to always just be the funny guy. And they like, they react like you're a, it gets annoying sometimes when like they react like you're a zoo exhibit or right. something like you do comedy wow how do you do that oh yeah. my god i would never do that i don't know how you do that look hey look everyone bernice come look this guy's a yeah, comedian a, tell yeah. us something funny would yeah. you shut the fuck up <laughs> can i just be this a is why i didn't yeah. say anything about it oh yeah. they tell you comedy you do com. oh do your little routines for us now yeah do your sketch would you shut the fuck up <laughs> no yeah. it just they they react differently it's like we're like some kind of novelty right yeah. I tell people that the comedy, the jokes and stuff are usually for myself. They're like the exhaust fumes of all the shit I'm processing in my head. It's like, I'm not up here going, goo, 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 like, this is funny. And that's but silly. you're really good I'm, at like, just at, at conversating. Right? I mean, like you, like that's you, you, so much of your act is crowd work, right? Like you're yeah. really good at that kind of stuff of like, just talking to someone and like, them you know, like that kind yeah. of like getting them to re- react with you. It's more like, it's like a, it's like you're doing a, not a podcast on stage, but that's like, that's well for me, it's like the conversation thing. And I try not to be a a hack about it because like, I don't, I, my, my rule personally, there's only one question I ever asked that's breaking this rule. But like the rule is I don't ask any questions that I wouldn't ask at like a dinner party or a house party. Right. Except for, Hey, is anyone celebrating anything tonight? That's the only rule. But in terms of like, Hey, do we have any Leafs fans here? Hey, anyone from out of town? Like you'd never sit down at a table and ask, Hey, anyone here from out of town? Like it's not natural. So I treat it like a conversation. Yeah. If I'm talking, who with came friends, the farthest away to right. be at this dinner party? Yeah, anyone seen the movie? Like, and boy, I hate the Leafs. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know because it seems unnatural. When I started doing comedy, it was kind of like right at the height of the Ottawa-Toronto Battle of Ontario, uh, like were like Leafs and Sens in the playoffs, and like you back then, you could get a you could get a standing ovation, you get an applause break just by going on stage right. and saying Leafs suck. Yeah. Like it was so easy. It was so easy. It's like to a lesser extent, still a little bit like that, but it it was 
worse. Well, but, it's like the, it's like or or be like Trump's an idiot. Yeah, we. Oh well, yeah, no, like, I remember my. Kind of, I remember my. F- I think it was my first ever show. Well, like, can I stop I, you there because yeah, I yeah, want to go back yeah, yeah. if you don't mind my asking? Yes. Just that there won't be another opportunity. first ever. Who were you before you started stand up? What were you doing before you started comedy? Well, I was a public servant. Uh, I so yeah, stand up was something I always had aspirations of doing. Something I was kind of you know always interested in doing. Uh, I never really mustered up the courage to do though till I was about I don't know thirty early thirties and uh, like I'm forty four now. But uh, was there a catalyst for it? Like not, did something happen? You're like I got to do this, or did you go to a show and you just go? No, no, I never really went to stand up before. Like it's not like I was a big fan of comedy per se. Mm-hmm. Honestly, compared to a lot of comedians, I'm still not really a big fan of comedy. Like I like what I like, but I don't. I don't know. I don't laugh out loud watching comedy much or movies. It's I'm, I'm a tough laugh. Like mm. I'm not like somebody who just loves stand up and like I wouldn't go to just for laughs unless I was booked to do it. I right. wouldn't. I've like, never been. I've never been. I've like I made like people like good comics paying money to go for just for laughs when you're not booked on it. I don't understand that. It's like I would just be seething with bitterness the entire time. Like I should fucking be here, you know. But that's just me being Trevor, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I, that's that's the only laugh of yours. The, the, the kind of huh, most of the time yeah, you just smile kinda, really big. Yeah. Like your laugh is a big smile. Yeah. I so I I started. Yeah. I would, it's something I wanted to do, but it's not something that I really had any set plan or anything. I just. I uh, in my twenties, I did like a satirical website with my buddy that was kind of like a Canadian bad ripoff of the Onion. It was sort of like the Beaverton before mm. the Beaverton, not nearly as like professional or like what. It was just me and one other guy. Yeah, it got a bit of a following, but then like I, I guess it was I was still doing it when I started stand up, and it was kind of like, well, I'm doing this. This is the next level of you know something I wanted to try. Is like it, I, there was no big motivation or catalyst. It was more just a accumulation of like me being i guess frustrated with myself and that i hadn't tried it yet so like okay it's time to shit or get off the pot let's try it so i finally took the plunge and signed up for a a wednesday at yucks and uh had you seen the shows there first like knew what you were getting into, well i or? went to watch a couple of wednesdays as okay. like howard told me to do uh it was different back then i know i sound like an old man no. but like it I started right around when Absolute opened, but like when I started comedy, the first year I did comedy, I think I did 13 shows total. Like there was nothing here. Mm-hmm. There were no open mics. There was nothing going on. There was Wednesday at Yucks, Wednesday at Absolute. That was it. If yeah. you could even get on. Uh, now it's, there's so much more going on. Somebody's been doing it six months and they, you know, got a podcast and a Facebook fan page and they're like, yeah. they like think they can do like half an hour. Or like, a, like it's just, man, what? The There's not boldness, a lot of self-awareness the, yeah, the, in this scene. The, the, the confidence, the boldness, the complete lack of self-awareness <laughs> is like, like the first year and a half I did comedy, I didn't talk to anybody. And this is just me being the introvert that I am, I guess, or sort of an introvert. Like I don't, like talking to strangers mm-hmm. generally i don't i'm not talking to a group of people doesn't phase me as much as one-on-one right like, i mean like it's different like i know yeah, you, yeah right yeah. but like i mean i don't like talking to people i don't know i didn't ingratiate myself with like i would show up do my six minutes eat shit most of the time really and then well i mean there were good and bad it was hit and miss right but i was brand new also jason was the first person actually to tell me because nobody told me this right I would do six new minutes every month. 
like every Wednesday night, I would be like, oh, I don't want to do the same six minutes. I'll get bored. So I'd write right. six new minutes. A lot of the time it was just topical. Like I was trying to do a fucking, you know, Jay Leno monologue. Oh, here's something funny from the news, you yeah. know? But like, and, and then... You see, that's... Him and, that's uh, and, or, or, you know, or a variation of, boy, the Leafs sure do suck, right? <laughs> and and then I would do six new minutes, six new minutes. It was finally, it was Jason that took me aside when I, it, like his first scolding of me. <laughs> or you know, and he was like, everyone remembers oh, the yeah, first, first time with Jason Jay. Lawrence scolding. He was like, oh, look, here's what I can't have you do. What you gotta do? What are you doing? You're doing, you gotta do six. You gotta, you gotta hold that six minutes. You can't do six. I can't have you do six new minutes. What the fuck are you doing? But then it was him that told me that, right? It was like, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So, like, from that point, I would try to hone, okay, six minutes, eight minutes, whatever. Finally, after a year and a half, uh, Howard, the owner of Yucks, was like, I started to get okay at it and get some laughs. And he took me aside. He's like, okay, well, yeah, I think you're ready to do... That was the big reward back mm. then. The big promotion at Yucks was two Wednesdays a month. Ooh. Now you can't... Now I there's, guess there was enough now there's people that you could do that. Now there's 800 fucking comedians yeah. in Ottawa. It's, it's, there, there are too many comedians in Ottawa. Like, right. it, 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 anyway, but that, I mean, it, not to stop anyone's creative vision or anything, but like... we. This this is something I can talk about later, but the whole like antipathy between yucks and absolute and like it, it, and I mean it's yucks generated, but it's like it, you know it's like it's so stupid because mm-hmm. Ottawa is a big enough and affluent enough city that it can easily support two comedy clubs. It yeah. can support three. It fucking is it comedy is supporting two right comedy now. clubs. Right I know, now. but it's thing, like this right? whole like tribalism, like you're one team or the other, right. and if you work here, you can't work there, and. Well, anyway. I've, I've watched over the... I've only been doing it for 10 years, and I've watched <laughs> 10 fucking years, eh? Mm. It's gone quick. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've watched Jason say, oh, well, I don't I don't agree with that, blah, blah, and now he's exactly the same thing. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Like, he's ter- it, no, I, like I've said, everything that you set out to not to do not or whatever, do. Like, well, you're, you're completely he's doing He's worse right than now. Howard now when it comes Seemingly, to like... Yeah open mics and shit like oh yeah. you do my club you can't play somewhere down. like howard doesn't give a shit about that yeah. stuff well jason's completely quit comedy uh hasn't done comedy in like four years mm-hmm. um and i think i well my issue with jay and i don't give he doesn't listen to the podcast but even still um what the fuck's a I've podcast said this to his face yeah what are you exactly. doing? Eh, nobody's gonna fucking listen to it. nobody he's a sponsor and yet he'll shit on it <laughs> it's like yeah you should probably run but, uh, Absolute comedy. Proud sponsors <laughs> exactly. of this shitty podcast. Right. Ouch. Uh, but the, no, no, I'm not. I'm, of what he's saying. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm paraphrasing what he would say. Right. No. The, uh, no, no. So, so it's funny because Jay, um, the way he looks at everything is, oh, well, when I first started, I couldn't get more than one time a month. Yeah, so, and so... you should practice in your, you know. Uh, in your mirror Instead and have of, everything ready. And I go, yeah, but just because that was the way it was for you, it's like, it's almost like saying, well, when I was a kid, I couldn't get a polio vaccination. Yeah. Why should you? It's like, I don't know, because or, we have an opportunity to grow and you know, stuff. Yeah, or like in the US right now, like use a polit- like, you know, like Bernie's talking about, like, I'm a big Bernie guy. And like Bernie's so talking I. about like uh, an AOC and these people are talking about debt relief and, and limiting student debt and free college and all these like seemingly pie in the sky ideas and like, these old heads are all like oh that's great yo I had to pay my student debt you know I had to be miserable so they should be miserable to, you know right. it's like that same mentality well like back then things were shit 
Yeah. So now and it's like they envy still and jealousy. Be... And yeah. so earlier when you were saying about the whole like, uh, there's always a thousand people who've done it better or whatever, like yeah. the Simpsons. That's there's a quote that I really like, which is just essentially it says comparison is the death of happiness. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you oh, yeah. start to like, it doesn't even mean, matter if you're the best because there's always going to be somebody who did it faster, sure. who did it younger, who did it more efficiently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, and it's like I I shouldn't get caught up in that. I definitely get too. Caught but that's up in those that people sure, going. Well, yeah. we had to. It's like well. Is there a dog in no, here? No, there's a cat. Oh, there's a dog. Yeah, Al what the and fuck? Uh, Carly oh, okay. are coming in. I just okay, I, didn't see, I just saw I a fucking. Ta- I just saw a tail go by no, the yeah, table. No, I'm like, I, I think it on I'm my leg. Stroke. I fell on my leg. Hey, <laughs> hi, Al. Hey, hey. Uh, so yeah, I think that there's a lot of those people on the. Um, you know, my my mother does it too. Well, you know, we didn't have that. It's like, well, then, so yeah. what? Should everybody continue? Like, isn't the whole idea that you want? The better things for the future generations and things like that. Like, yeah, no, if, no. If I, you can yeah, do it better, no, why are you? I, it's 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 frustrating, but like, yeah, I, that's the thing. The unhappy people are going to complain that they didn't have it that way, and why should someone else? That's what I was saying. Right? Whole, like, but even like social media in general, this is right. where like I just need to like get off Instagram. And well, Facebook successful and people because like you, look, you know, I get up in the morning and be like, oh, look at all these people. You know, it's like fuck. Why the fuck? I love that oh, you have two hands right now. It's like yeah, right phones now, going. two phones. Like, it's like oh, and it's JFL season, which is peak like Trevor bitterness season for sure. Because I see shit where like I can't believe that fucking guy got fucked. You know, right. I didn't even showcase for just for laughs. I showcased for them last year. Yeah. The they, didn't do, they didn't do one in Ottawa this year. No, they didn't even do one in Ottawa. Right. I did the Ottawa one last year, and I killed, and everybody else on the show bombed. But mm-hmm. whatever, you know, not that that means anything. I, right. It, I get it. Like, I'm well, in my 40s. They also pick people, like, you can have a showcase where, you know, I know, they book. Well, they and book, then it's, they just bought, pick no, someone out of sure. Toronto. I mean, it's like anything, right? They book to cast, right? Like, they're right. Cast, like, we need this, we need this, we need, you know, and... Well, I, I did a podcast with Zoe. It was almost three hours long, and she said that every year they have a different mandate. So sometimes they don't even get the mandate until after the showcase is their mandate this year to completely ignore the nation's <laughs> capital and like probably the third best comedy market in Canada. Yeah, right. was that the mandate? Maybe or top five anyway. Right. I mean, not to get all Mister Ottawa here, but like no, after I, Toronto, Vancouver, we're oh, okay. We're, we're like okay, Calgary and Edmonton, maybe. But that's I would say the that scene here is better. Montreal. Per capita, way fucking better. Montreal. Per capita. Uh, we have the best, and I would say well, that probably. Mm. You don't think so? If I you guess. Took, yeah, you yeah. Took, well, like, I mean, because yeah, cause but look I mean, at Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, but Toronto. Yeah, it attracts but if you, everybody. If you narrow yeah. it down, I, I honestly oh, think dude, like uh, we could do an hour on Toronto. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying that overall. Like, I'm not saying there isn't talent there, but yeah, you look at Montreal where there's that many yeah. people. Yeah. You'd think that like, can, can you give me your your test bent, ten best up and comers, and you're like, really? Like, yeah. I guarantee the bottom fifty percent of that show is bad, pretty rough, pretty rough. But it's, I don't know. I mean, I get you on that. I've also been like more paying attention to the the people who are like, you know what? If you want to do something, don't wait for Like, I don't know if you have an opportunity, but I would I would listen to the uh, interview I did with Trent McClellan. That was one of the best. Well, yeah. Best, most inspiring. I don't, um, I don't know that guy. He, biggest sweetheart. Yeah. Amazing human being. Yeah. Always positive. Uh, he's incredibly funny. He's, God, and he's, stop doing that. it's all good. It happens to everybody initially. Um, He's he's one of the funniest offstage people I've ever met. He's just he's always he's not he's not always on, mm-hmm. but he just he's just one of those things where right at the right time he's, he's got the right yeah, yeah. like yeah. just I, I love that guy and he he has a, a great way of looking at things too. Like he's one of those guys who just talks about how comedy clubs and festivals he's like they're all just a business model. Do you know what I mean? Like you have a product to sell and you can go through the store, you can do direct oh, yeah. to consumer. No, and, the business side of the 
of this business I've been terrible at. Like I've, I've. Yeah, he I talks about guys who are, who are headliners who are just like, and he's like, well, if you don't like what the club's paying you, then go rent a theater. Like, assume the risk yourself. If you think that you can yeah. fill a theater and you deserve more money, then yeah. take the risk. But if you're going to let someone else take the risk, then you got to take what they're paying because you're you're an employee of theirs then, versus doing it yourself. Sure, it's easier when you've been on this hours twenty two minutes. No, he's I mean, he was doing it for years before. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Trent, no, no, not to. Yeah, yeah, okay. You're I, again, I don't know. Right. I don't know the guy. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. I mean, I know right. who he is, but I don't know him. But he was he had an opportunity he was working with guys like like jerry d opening for them like out west and he was doing uh theater stuff and he was just saying to me like he would watch jerry i don't have that hustle it's a problem i don't i i I need to have it but i don't i I don't i I sit and i bitch about how like (laughs) things aren't better but do i do much to make it better well that's no i'd rather just be miserable and stew that's one of my favorite parts of the podcast that we did with him he says he talks about all these comics he's like who are talented he goes there's no question these guys are not that they're they're talented he goes but everybody's like i want to be a great comedian i want to be a great comedian and he's like but they're up till two o'clock in the morning and they're drinking and then they're playing video games all day and he said that one of his favorite quotes is he quoted the gentleman i don't remember the name but he was saying show me where you spend your time and your money and i'll tell you what your priorities are He's like, so all these guys saying, I want to be a comic, I want to be a comic. He's like, but all you're doing is drinking, you're spending your money on, on video yeah. games, and that's spending your that's, the that's your priority. Comic that they, and you I'm don't have to do anything. That. I, you know, but like that's, you know, the Bill Hicks old mentality, like, I only have to work an hour a day, and this is all I right. have to do. And, and he uh, was saying, working with guys like Jerry D, who. Yeah. Very, he's like, he's like, well, he's like, we're, we're driving line. to a gig and he's on his laptop yeah. in the car writing an episode of Mr. D like, yeah. and he goes home after the gig. Yeah. He doesn't, like he, he treats, he, no, like he, yeah, treat it like it's a job. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I read a book recently called the happiness equation and, mm-hmm. um, have you read it? No, no, uh, probably. I haven't not, read a ton of these things. Not but a self help book. I really, I, or whatever. I yeah. I I wasn't. I'm like that's probably my third one. Mm-hmm. But uh, I found the subtle art of not giving a fuck was okay. I didn't yeah. dislike. I found it okay. I found yeah. a lot of them. When you hear things and that they're like okay, they're like a BuzzFeed video in a 200 page book. Okay, right, like a little motivational Tony Robbins shot in the arm, but then you're like it fades real quick. Yeah. The happiness equation was really good because it actually gives you like tools and things like that. And, uh, and now I've completely lost <laughs> where I was going with that. But there's a lot of, uh, I'm sure I'll figure it out at some point. Yeah, totally, right. totally gone. But they talk about just, you know, doing the work. Uh, he talked about, sorry, this is where it was, was Jerry Seinfeld. He actually brings up Jerry yeah. Seinfeld's uh, work ethic and that, yeah. in the sense that Jerry Seinfeld, one of the things that he does is he has a giant wall calendar with 365 days on the calendar. Yeah. And one of the things that he does is just he every day that he writes. Yeah. No, he just, he just puts a red X on the calendar on the date that he wrote. Yeah. So he's like every day he puts oh, a yeah, no, I know he's he famous. Well, cuz there's a there's a there's a quote right in in comedian in the in the documentary. I'm sure you've seen yeah, it I have multiple yeah. times, right? Where he's like talking doing the analogy of like watching the construction workers and like, "Hey, like that's their job. That's what they're doing. Like this is your job. This yeah. is you're supposed to be writing jokes, right?" Like, yeah, yeah no, I get it. I I that that hustle for sure. Well, even just the, the just, material yeah. generation is like even if if you write every day, 99% of or 98% of what you write is going to be garbage. So it's like so but at least you're no, that's, making that's 2% at the end of the I day. That's what I save for the novel. For the, <laughs> yeah, the shitty novel. But um, I find you to be you're you're you create a lot of material. Yeah. Like I you're not one of those guys who um does six the same six minutes like there's there's Oh, no, I consider I can, myself I very even, fortunate. If I'm, yeah, like if I'm doing a weekend or just uh, or something, like three or four nights in a row where I'm doing 
10 minutes or 15 minutes like i'll like there'll be some overlap but i can't like even doing the same set like in order three nights in a row drives me fucking crazy i'm like i can't i hate yeah it's more also just for like i and this is ego right but like other people on the show i want to show them hey i've got more than this 10 minutes just so you know right like i don't have just 10 minutes yeah that's that was yeah. that took me a long time to come out from under yeah because i used to and i felt like the entire community but, yeah. disliked me when i started because i i came from like a really hard sales background like yeah. when i first started oh, so I, yeah i remember and i wanted to like when i came out i, I was one of those people who was no, like you had the i need hustle. to make a fan you had page the hustle. I to, no no and then, no no i i'm not begrudging I mean, no, no no great like that you did that i i i remember but i remember feeling like oh every time i do the same set I'm I'm the only people who I have to look in the eye night after night are the other comics in the back yeah. of the room. So I felt like, oh, I better do shit no, differently. You, you and get whatnot. you get in that trap though. I've done it right where like you're doing a show where it's like you're you, you know it's like you want to try new stuff and then it's like oh, but there's somebody I want to impress. There's yeah. the owners here or all oh, the crowds. It's it's not a good show. I better bring my A material to get yeah. the crowd going. Yeah, for sure you get. You get in that trap, right? Well, yeah. we're one of the things that we're both really lucky. I, I, well, it's, the talent is, of course, part of it, but just in terms of a, a greater appreciation, like there's people who are not unfunny, but they've been doing it as long as we have, and they still don't get off of the amateur nights and the Wednesdays. Like mm-hmm. they, they oh, were yeah. so inconsistent for so long that they've almost solidified themselves in the views of. The, the bookers and the club owners that mm. they're just that well, Wednesday I mean, night yeah, comic. They, 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 yeah, but I mean, if it's, they're not funny. That's the problem. They're not. You can, I mean, it might be funny compared to like Joe Smith, like right. the average guy, but like they're not funny as stand up comedians. But I don't think they're turning any they've heads been doing from the owners. That, if they've they been doing been it set. for that long. Yeah. And you can't still get off Wednesdays. Yeah. There's some I, that are, there are outright there not are, funny. There are some people. I I mean, I don't mention names, obviously, but mm-hmm. I'm just like there are people. Are like, like I'm like, what what are you getting out of this? Why are you still? Yeah. Like I'm good at this, and I hate it half the time. Yeah. You know. But that's that's something that goes back to what we were talking about before about the self awareness. Yeah. Is that good comics? I don't know. Are self aware. So when we come off the stage, well, okay, I don't mean to say this, you know, pretentiously or anything, but we're artists in oh. a sense. It is art. I I don't. Yeah. But a good artist doesn't look at their work and go, wow, that's great. A yeah. good artist, and I, I tell this you know, uh, all the time, is that that's the curse of being an artist because if you're trying to grow, right, the old saying, safe is dead. So as soon as you sure. go, oh, I'm good, yeah. you're fucking, you're yeah. done. Yeah. It's, it's the fact you're that we're complacent. not satisfied. Exactly. Yeah. The fact that we're well, not satisfied be, is where we can keep growing it. I used to be notorious for, and like, I mean, I, maybe I still am, I don't know, for like, when even like I'd have, I'd do well. And yeah. I get off stage, and I've never seen you happy and with people. This people be like, "Well, what is like? Yeah, but there was that one thing I did, right. and it didn't. Like, I'll find that one part where I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you know, I could have done that differently. Or I didn't, you know, I didn't get a pop on that like I wanted to. But that's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It might <laughs> deflate the person who's trying to compliment you at the time. Yeah. But that right there is what, what tells I me sucked. I still have something. Because as soon as you go, yeah. oh, I fucking high fives. I'm the no. I every every set of you, I come also, off and I'm unhappy with. That's something. just me being insufferable too. I suppose because like when somebody says something like that to you, you're supposed to just be like, oh, thanks. It's not like, oh, well, well, actually, you know, uh, you know, I did this thing. 
you know, if somebody wants it to compliment do... you, compliment me like 24 hours later. Yeah, yeah. Or 12, give me at least till the next day. Because, sure, but that's, that's because like you're still in the art club, form. That's part. like even like, you know, in Toronto, you all the time, you you know, even you do a set and it's like they come up to you, a good set, and it's like they don't, they're just, it's like a, it's a pleasantry. It's yeah, like a perfunctory, thank you. It it's a better, perfunctory yeah. acknowledgement. Hey, good set. <laughs> Even yeah. if you eat shit, oh, good set. Like, right. what What show are you watching? Yeah. What do you mean good set? I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's a tough thing, too, because we're all trying to be supportive of each other and shit like that, too. I uh, I just find that, but coming off and having something you're unhappy with means that you're going to, you're still in the right mind frame versus the guys, like you said, the ones who do the Wednesdays, who can't get off Wednesdays, walking around telling everybody about how they crushed. Oh, God. Do you know what I mean? That, or whatever. Dude, killed, no, no, killed, no, dude, dude. That's, yeah, but like, that's another problem I have with a lot of... But that's the lack of self-awareness. Yeah, like, like the definition of killing and crushing that some mm. of like the new comics have, where it's like, I'll hear like, oh, yeah, I crushed, and then I'll be you like... You mean the five shows, comics laugh for sh- you? Shows mm. that I'm at where they'll say that. And yeah. I, don't, I mean, I just let... I'm not going to challenge them on it, but right. I'm just like, What's what show were you fucking watching? Yeah. That is not crushing. Yeah, It's not bombing, but it's like anything that's not bombing is crushing, yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's My binary. Standards it's either are crushed little, yeah. or bombed. Yeah, there's, there's it's a lot one of, zero, one yeah. zero. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot well, other shit there's going There's a lot on. <laughs> of middle ground, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah so anyway, I, I started then and uh got good enough at it uh i guess that i you know i signed with yucks and how uh, long was that like how long since when you started to, to signing with yucks actually uh it wasn't that long like it took me like a year and a half before i got anything like even like a any paid show my very first paid show ever was actually an absolute which might surprise people because i'm still seen as a yucks guy even though i'm not on the yucks roster anymore but they still everyone still sees me as a yucks guy right because mm-hmm. i have my own show there remember i guess i don't know trevor's but, uh, pad sundays yeah, is it sun- every sunday first sunday of every month first sunday of every month yeah <laughs> Woo! um <laughs> i want to see you happy i swear before i die no I no I'm I'm, I'm I'm capable of i just it's you caught me at a weird time in my whole comedy i don't know transitional phase where like i i don't really know where to go next mm. <laughs> uh from the time I started, the time I signed was, it was like a couple of years. Like, it wasn't long after I got off, like, I got two Wednesdays a month to like, oh, now you want to sign with us. And I guess it was back then it was probably also because it was just a numbers game. Like, I think they needed people, mm-hmm. and, right? And to me, in hindsight, like, I don't know. It's like signing with Yucks if you're living in Ottawa just doesn't make sense. It's like what, you know, it's like if you're in Toronto and they can offer you, like, all these clubs, mm-hmm. which is always changing in terms of how many clubs there are. But, like, here, it's like, what do you get out of it? Right. You can't work the other club, but you you're, you have to. So, anyway, I did it because, like, I wasn't really getting anything in absolute, you know. So, I was like, okay, it makes sense, right? Like, so, people do it also because of, like, a problem with the whole yucks roster or one of many is like there's just way too many fucking people on it right. way too many people and they don't instead of like being like adults about it and just if you're not in their plans or whatever like of taking the mature decision of like okay well you're just not in our plans anymore so go your own way they don't do that they just right. let you they just linger they linger and so many people stay on the roster because 
there's that cachet of saying, "Oh, I'm a signed Yooks comic." Whatever, well, whatever. Probably also the fear of, is, of yeah, like letting go of, right? of letting go of the buoy and going, there, "Well, what can yeah, I get on my there, own?" But there are people like on the Yooks roster who like they probably haven't worked in six fucking months, but right. they can still say, "Oh, I'm on the Yooks roster." Lottie fucking dog, yeah. right? What so with do? me, this is getting ahead. You know, when I moved to Toronto, like, so what started I, that? I listened to everyone else. Mm-hmm. I bought into the whole idea that... So, like, I was working in the government. I hated my job. I was bored out of my mind, um, like a lot of public servants probably. But, like, I just... Uh, my marriage fell apart uh, in, like, 2008. Right around when I met you, actually. That's when I... Yeah, I started, I, like, the first yeah, week of January and I, 2009. And, uh, yeah, like, I was... Uh, Everything was wide open in my life. Like, my personal life is going, like, my marriage fell apart. I was wanting to leave the government. I got offered a buyout eventually to leave the government. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what's keeping me in Ottawa? And I bought into that myth, right? That idea that's still really prevalent, and not just in Canada, but everywhere in showbiz, right? Like, if you're in the States or even it's like you go to New York or go to LA or you go to London or you go to Toronto, you right. know, like in Canada, it's Toronto. It's our New York, right? So mm-hmm. I bought into that. I was like, yeah, I got to move to Toronto. I got told all the time you got to move to Toronto you got to move to Toronto you got to move to Toronto and so I did it in uh finally in like the uh spring of 2013 uh I, I March 2013 I moved to Toronto and like as still a yucks guy at the mm-hmm. time so like it was okay at first like I was doing all right they were giving me fairly regular work but uh, I mean, again, it's the thing with the yucks mentality, right? Is like you're not allowed to to perform at rival clubs, but okay, in exchange for that, you're supposed to give me work. Right. That's the fucking deal, right? Yeah. Like it's reciprocated in that you give me work, but they didn't hold hold up their end of the bargain. It's it like was, joining a gang. It's like you gotta you gotta be willing to die for us. It's like well, what, do okay, do? what do you do? You me? Gotta protect what do you do for me? What do you do for me? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like they just they leave you to because like with me, like I there was I mean. Toronto didn't work out for me, um, I guess, for different reasons. And, I mean, I, I'm not without blame, like, because I didn't try. I just didn't fit in in Toronto. Like, I just never felt like I was – I just and I didn't make enough of an effort. But I also just got really depressed with, like, the whole scene. And, you mm-hmm. you're told you got to move there. And then, like, you do these open mics and, like, 80% of them are a complete fucking waste of time. Like, I'm sorry. I get in trouble when I say this and people no, get it's... mad at me. But, like – Three quarters of the open mics in Toronto are a complete waste of time. They yeah. don't, they're, it's a mas- room full of they're comics, masturbatory. Right? Yeah. You're okay. performing in front of 15 other comics, all of whom are in their early 20s and their parents pay their fucking rent. Right. <laughs> and they're like on their phones your entire set. They're not even listening to you. It's like you, you, yeah. you, you'd be just as, I mean, you save the subway fare and just grab a hairbrush and do your set in front of a mirror. <laughs> you'd get the same fucking outcome. <laughs> That's three quarters of the fucking open mics in Toronto is that, is what I just described. It doesn't benefit anybody. It doesn't, I mean, the bar makes some money on drinks, I guess, although they don't even drink these, like, they they don't even, the bar, like, there's a show in Toronto, uh, the Ossington, I don't know, I think they've sorted it out now, I don't know if you know that, it was so bad with these fucking annoying little fucking 20 year olds i know it like they just they'd show up three hours because it's sign up show up so oh, like okay. to be the first to sign up they'd show up right when the bar is opening three or four hours before the show starts mm-hmm. and they sit at the bar and drink water for three hours so they can be the first person to show up on this open mic. that's what it's that's insane that's what comedy does to yeah. 
Well, that's like, like you get nothing out of it. Like you're you're performing in front of no other people. That, yeah. So that's why, like, I just kind of got to the point where I'm like, what am What am I doing? Why am I? What What's the point of this? Yeah. You know. And then I got start working at a day job that uh, I had to get up really early in the morning, and it kind of sucked the life out of me. Yeah. So I just the last two years I lived in Toronto. I didn't even do comedy. I was I pretty much stopped. Like I yeah. left Yucks and I did some openers at Absolute in Toronto. And then I just, I got hurt playing sports and was on crutches for months. And I was just like, I have, I find all kinds of excuses to just, I no, just dude, lost my love of comedy. I just gave up on it. Well, that's what happens. I, yeah. I moved back here because yeah. there was a point where I moved out with a roommate. He left like two months to us living together. So my, my cost of living went up with a roommate. Then it skyrocketed when he moved out. Yeah. And all I did, I worked like sometimes six, 16 hours a day. And I don't mean sometimes like once in a while. I mean like at least three times a week I'd be working 16 hour days mm-hmm. and all I could do is pay for my, pay for my apartment, pay for my, my cost yeah. of living, my car. So and your entire, so all of your I, income like, was going to your rent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was basically just living to pay bills. Right. And I know a lot of people are like, well, that's what you do. I'm like, yeah, but you have your family at the yeah, end of the day or you have 70, your, your 75% partner, like, of your income is going to your rent. Oh, mine yeah. easily 80 to 90%. Where was this? This I lived on Somerville with, uh, with Brendan. Oh. So when Brendan left, I uh, I was paying for everything, and it was it was we had at least a year into it, and so I have other factors not to make too long of a story, but at the end of the day, all I was doing was living to take care of of or like working to to pay bills. Like there was no, mm-hmm. I would get the odd comedy gig, which was great because that was more money than everything else I was doing. But I would drive my fir- my first half of the day I was driving Uber, the second half of the day I was delivering pizzas. And that was it. And it was only because those two things were flexible enough to, I still entertained the idea that, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a comedian and I need to be available to do comedy. So I still did my weeks at absolute, you know, twice a year, my, my weeks, you know, uh, my one nighters, but that was, that was it. My time doing the nest. Like, so I wasn't making, you know, stand up certainly wasn't my main source of income. Right. And I was just, all I was doing was working to live. And I'm like, I'm not happy. So that's why I came back here. I was talking to Jason one time about having to do my taxes. I'm like, I've worked so many jobs this year just trying to make ends meet. I need help with taxes. And he said, you know what? One of the rooms is empty here. I left here to go live there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? If I come back here, I don't have to spend every waking hour delivering pizzas, driving people in Uber. So, no. and it, for me, it was like, I'm losing my passion for standup because I'm not well, even I, doing I, it. I need a place in September. So yeah. yeah? Hey, well we can, we no, can no, make no, room no. here. <laughs> no, no, no. Come to the comedy not, orphanage. Not, <laughs> no, my days of living with uh, roommates. Yeah. Are, uh, too old for that shit. Yeah. Um, oh, there's, there's I'm not an easy person to live with as, well, as people listening to the podcast can probably tell. <laughs> well, neither is Mr. anybody who lives here in the sunshine. <laughs> I think, uh, mm. <laughs> I, all, all yeah. I know is, I get it when you're not even doing, you know, if you're moving to the most expensive city well, in the country yeah. just to do something and you're not saw, doing it. I saw I get a great it. tweet. I don't know who tweeted it. I retweeted it. I don't like it. It was to paraphrase something like, oh, I'm really having a hard time here, but you should definitely move here. Yeah. Every single person in Toronto. That's the quote. Yeah. It's like, it's true where I'm, I mean, in hindsight, hey, I tried it. Part of it, I think also is that like I've lived around, I've lived in this area my whole life, and I think I just wanted to get away. I was like, I just want to try living in another city just so I can say I've lived somewhere else. And I mean, I didn't hate everything about Toronto, but in terms of like comedy, like again, I didn't work at it very hard, but like I just, I'm more of a 500,000 to 1 million city kind of guy, I guess. I don't know. Like I just, 
there's an article about the the more people in an area and the higher cost of living, the more it affects like how the general populace is like attitude wise. I I don't like being in Toronto because I find everyone's very cold, r- rude yeah. and cold on the street. Once you get it's inside, not, it's, it's not, different. It's everyone's not a person rude, again. But per like, se, yeah, there's a people don't even hold the door or something. Coldness, kind yeah. of like a. I just never felt like I fit in. I couldn't find the right little like I'd go to comedy bar, which was like five minutes from where I lived, and I just I felt like I was back in fucking high school. It was mm. like I don't Clicks. I just yeah, like I just can't I like I would just hang out with the only comedians I ever really hung out with in Toronto were like people that I knew from Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And so I just it was like this isn't for me. And like I, you know, Howard after I got back, you know, he was like Oh yeah, you never should have moved to Toronto. Like he was like, I told you, you shouldn't have moved to Toronto. You never should have left. You know, right? And if and if you if it had worked out the other way, he'd have found a way to have been right about that. I everybody everybody that, operates when from I left, hindsight. When I left Yucks, like when I formally decided, okay, I'm just not going to say the Yucks anymore. Like he, he's like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, you. <laughs> like when I finally had the the conversation with Breslin, like he was. He told me like the day before, he's like, this isn't going to go well for you. You know that, right? Like, okay. <laughs> In reference to the conversation I was going to have with Breslin. Right. And Breslin told me like, he's like, oh, you should just move back to Ottawa and be, uh, you know, the man there or whatever, or a man, not the man, whatever. Right. But I was like, oh, okay. That was his advice to me. And then I wound up taking it like, you know, not long afterwards, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like but I, yeah. N- nobody nobody knows the recipe for the sauce, especially no. in comedy. And that's no. that's the thing, too. Like, this is what I told people. I know at some point I will end up in Toronto. I'm I'm kicking and screaming, but I don't. I don't. This is what I always told people. Is a lot of guys like, I go to, go to Toronto. I go, why? Like, what are you going to yeah, do in Toronto? Like, honestly, I, I, I tell like- them, like, if you go to Toronto, and let's say you get on every open mic you want, you're doing open mic seven nights a week, and in in no time at all, you've generated three hours of A material. No three arguments. hours. I'm just I'm giving them what they think. So I go. Jesus. So now you've got three hours of A material, undeniably. What are you going to do? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you still like a lot of guys think that the key to their success moving to Toronto is to just oh well you can get on stage way more. That's great. But what are you going to do yeah. with the time? Yeah. Like, you still need to know how to email clubs and well, you still yeah. need to go I mean, and... I guess the, the appeal too, right, is that it's it's the land of opportunity in terms right. of like there's just more happening in terms of like, hey, you know, booking commercials or getting a gig on sure. Mr. D or getting a writing gig on Mercer Report. But you still have stuff, to write right? to get that gig. Sure. You still have yeah, to yeah. do auditions to get that. Yeah. And everyone, I think that there's a big, like you said, right off the beginning, is everyone, the appeal of comedy is, hey, to play video games and drink all night. Well, all of those opportunities exist a lot of those opportunities, I apologize, exist in Ottawa. They exist yeah. in Montreal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like every, everybody has them. opportunities. Yeah. And, and not even find them. You can create them. Yeah. You can submit to Mercer from Ottawa. And if they like you, they give you a job, then you move to Toronto. Like everyone thinks that running to Toronto, yeah. it's almost like when people hate their lives and they don't do anything about it. And it's like you're waiting for UPS yeah. to show up. Right, hey, right here. here's your new life. No, I'm not talking. I'm not no, talking about that you. Is, dude, that is me. But that people are like, me. oh, here's your new life. Sign here. It doesn't happen like yeah, that. I know. Yeah, I know. You got to put the work in. I get it. I'm, I'm aware of my multiple <laughs> But I'm not coming at you. No, I'm but saying that everyone who no, moves I to know, Toronto. No, but it is me. Like it is me. I just, I bitch and moan about like my lot in life. But like, okay, well then fucking do something about it man but here's the thing i know all these things and i've made attempts at them and i'm in the exact same boat i don't know what's next i don't know what the Mm. path is i don't i don't know what to do next i do this podcast because i'm creating something i'm leaving something behind but it doesn't mean that this is going to lead to anything no no but it's content it's just it's content so is so is the fucking 
you know the little YouTube things that are put on there. No, that that's their guy. There's guys coming to Yucks this Sunday that I've never heard of them. I have no mm -hmm. idea who the hell they are. What are the YouTube sensations? Yeah, that's like they're apparently they sold out the club like at I don't know how much a ticket. Apparently, yeah, I I don't know anything about them. All I know is I was told by someone they're like they're not good, but they have a following, and that's what matters. That's yeah. the kind you know, and it's you can bitch about it or you can just okay, well, hey, how does a forty-four-year-old guy try to become viral on youtube like i don't you know like sometimes i feel like a lot of that stuff oh the ship has sailed like i'm 44 man like i'm not yeah, sure. young. Dude, rodney dangerfield was what 55 yeah, when he got everyone throws him out as an example morgan freeman was like in his 60s wasn't he 50s or 60s morgan freeman was going to quit every single time mm -hmm. morgan freeman said every single time he was like i'm leaving this business yeah. he would get another gig right right like the day he was ready to to to, to stop that's he would get another gig and it just kept mythologized though you think that's true like i, I i'm think really that... skeptical of stories like that when i hear like oh yeah but there's this one guy i just well, think you know, that i was like no nah, dude i'm in my 40s i have no fucking <laughs> festival appearances i have no credits nobody knows what the hell i am i've never been on tv like it's not gonna poof hey all of a sudden you're gonna become a big star at 50 but, Years of course, old? but it doesn't just happen like that. That's the thing. That's why I do this podcast too with mm -hmm. having guests is that everybody, I want people to see, because here's the thing, whether, whether you're aware of it or not, you are incredibly respected in the city as one of the funniest guys that gets up on stage. Um, I would, I would be very surprised. Tell that to people in Toronto. Because that's yeah, but, like, but, but, but fuck Toronto. No, because I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> like, I felt like that was the problem. Like, I get to Toronto and like, yeah, I have a chip on my shoulder and I'm like, whatever. But like people that I... This would happen to me a lot in Toronto, and it's like, yeah, deal with it. But I'm also like, nah, like what the fuck? Like, I would, I would, I would do like I'd meet people that I've done weekends with, like people that like I've hosted for or middled for, or like I worked with them all weekend long, mm -hmm. more than once. Like I know these people, like I've hung out with them, I drank beer with them, you know, and then I'd meet them in Toronto at the downtown club, just doing a spot. And they'd be like, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so. Like, they yeah, I've worked, like they, I've worked yeah. with you like eight fucking times. And you act like you've never even met me before. Yeah. And like shit like that really bothers me. And I know you got to like suck it up. But I'd be like, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> don't give me this I don't big think... time bullshit, man. I fucking hung out with you. You know? Like, I think that's, I mean, I'm learning, dude. I've, I've, the last 10 years, I have done the most growing in my entire life. And it's not entirely really. It's, a lot of it has nothing to do with stand up. It's all like myself and personal insecurities. Yeah, you need to read but some I look of your at self help books. Well, no, well, all I do is I look at those guys who are doing it. And I go, you, I know you know me. This isn't on me. This is on you. You have a chip on your shoulder, not you, but they have a chip on their shoulder where they need to act like they're above. Yeah, like, oh, I meet so many people. You know what? If you're that insecure that you need to make the guy who opened for you I can or, list or featured like for you, ten people that did that to me. I won't. Yeah. But like, just where it happened, where I'm like, really? But really? that's and then like you contrast that with like the first time i did a set with scott thompson who was mm -hmm. like a really nice guy like a, and like he came up to me he was like we were both on like a wednesday at yucks a downtown club he shooting eight minutes he, yeah. he's like hi i'm scott as though i wouldn't know who he was i'm like right that's so nice of you to do that but yeah of course, like of course i know who you are you're scott thompson you're right. the kids in the hall right yeah but, you know I'm anyway sorry going back no, to no, like how uh, how respected i am please <laughs> you are because you you are funny and I mean, even even not being satisfied with your set sometimes, you know that you wouldn't still be getting paid work and you wouldn't still be getting on stage and big laughs if you weren't funny. So you know that you are funny. Um, there's a ton of guys who think you're... I, dude, I've always thought that you were funny. I, I 
respect the fact. I also, it's, it's interesting to me because I know I've dealt with my own insecurities, not just in life, but in stand up. And the fact that I see you do so well on stage and come off and seem so unhappy, I'm like, oh, I think that gives me hope no, that I can still No, it's not that I'm unhappy. Like, I, don't, I mean, like, when it's satisfied, you know, maybe? Yeah, if it settles well. Like, I mean, I, I feel good about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, even if I worry, it doesn't seem like it. But I do. Like, I, I mean, I'm like, oh, that, that went well. Like, that was good. I, you know, I had a good set. Like, I don't, like, think I bomb when I right. do well. The, even if I'm, like, nitpicky about, like, that one bit didn't do well. Well, like, the I day mean, after legalization, you did a spot at Absolute. My opinion had the set of the night. Because you're like a oh, a fog settles oh, that yeah. like that was the yeah. the the day of the or yeah it was yeah. wasn't the night before it was the night yeah. after like yeah. the night of the day of yeah, legalization was, I remember that and yeah. you brought the house down with that just a topical thing I don't know if you're still doing it but it was just yeah, something that you had thought about that frustrated you and you wrote it down you fucked with it you know what I mean and, I don't know and if it's it was, like I'm I, like I get high too much now but like I that's one of those bits that I totally forgot. Aaron Powers, like, all the time, really, like, quote bits I did, like, eight years ago. Yeah. Like, remember you did that bit? Like, no, I don't. Yeah. But I'm not paranoid. I did that whole uh, yeah. video. I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. Stop telling me. Well, I have done that one a long time. Lululemon's a cult. And yeah, but yeah. it's funny. And yeah. it's still relevant. Everything that you're saying is... This in my depression. Notebook. Yeah, depression is more... more like, bring, that's the bit, right? Here's my notebook. Bring back nine-year-old bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing, too, is... I, I mean, I can't say that I've done this, but every now and again, I'll see something that I'm like, oh, and I'll, I'll riff with it in my head. And I, I just so much easily have more things to throw on it because you're just looking at it with fresh, fresher, more experienced eyes. I, yeah, I have like a lot of little one-liners and bits like that stuff I forgot that I even did. I just like they get shuffled out. And then like yeah. three months later, I'll be looking at my notebook like, oh, yeah, I remember I, like the just the other day at the MDMA. Like I used to do a bit um, – about sober October, I didn't do sober October. However, I did do MDMA Movember, where I yeah. did MDMA every day for the month of November or something stupid like that. And yeah. Was, yeah, just okay. Yeah, but there's all sorts Good. of something. little thoughts too. Like I'm sure I, I, dude, I, I will think of something while I'm driving, and I go, "There's no way I'm gonna forget that." And ten minutes later, it's fucking gone. Yeah, yeah, no, like, for sure. That like, happens to me at night a lot. More... That happens at night where it's like you're falling asleep and you think of something funny. I'll remember it in the and morning. And you're like, I'll remember it in the morning. And you, or you try to write in your notebook in the dark and it's like that yeah. Seinfeld bit, right? Where you're trying to read your handwriting in the dark. Yeah. Well, I've got a little Sony recorder now that night. I try not to go anywhere without and I'm successful bringing it with me about 5% of the time, which still seems like too high for the amount this of This was like as I was falling asleep, I tried to write this in my notebook. Oh, and it was like, I, can't, I think I can What make... happens to you? What? Can you read that? <laughs> Had <laughs> I can read the word had and I think and let me see hefted is that it I think like and and had okay no e- actually e- equilibrium I can, every, is the last every word. every job I've had I've felt unqualified that's that that's what so I do you want to write it down for real this time yeah, maybe I should. no no I can make <laughs> it out I'll remember it later <laughs> well no I, I can make it out because I do kind of remember where I was coming from because I. I uh, I I just got laid off from my day job last week, so that's why I was oh, kind of thinking about jobs. Yeah, no, whatever. It's I didn't really like it. It's the fine. well, the thing too is yeah, like I've, I I used that's to. Why write, I have like, all this time during the day right now to great. like make content, write the great American <laughs> novel. The uh, yeah, I used to write one like a, like a little point form thing because I think guys, especially Grunstra, 
would get it in my head that like people will take your notebooks. If you leave your notebook home, someone will steal your ideas. Don't put your shit on YouTube because someone will take it if it's not been done. So I didn't. That was something that got in my head. I don't post my shit on YouTube. I've got yeah. a couple little three minute, nine minute I don't videos have any stuff only for bookings. I started. I started recording myself more only since I've come back to Ottawa like a year ago. Oh yeah. And, but then like two weeks ago at the gym, I dropped a fifty pound barbell on my phone, and uh, had n- all the videos were on it. Mm. Um, didn't have anything backed up, of course. So now I'm like, oh crap! All those videos that I like, yeah. so they're all gone. I guess <laughs> I don't have a camcorder right now. <laughs> yeah, it was just stuff I corded on my phone, right? Like I literally at like absolute. Do I'm have, just doing a spot. Do you have some like a? I don't. How do you? Try, I guess uh, a little so grip, I had, a grip I had, with a tripod. Kind no, of thing? so I had my old phone was actually. Um, uh, was me. the old SE like it had the boxy edges so like yeah. and I didn't have a case on it so I could literally just sit it up like this oh on a table it would yeah. stay oh okay now people listening would be like wouldn't know yeah but like yeah. I could sit it on its side but I, I this new phone the 8 I can't do that I need a pod or something or like a that's thing. what that's what I want to start doing is recording my sets I well, record them audio this is this is how like dumb I am about like like it, even like Winnipeg Comedy Festival, right? Like, okay. I didn't even know you could apply to it. I had no idea. I thought it was just, okay, you audition for them, like, as part of the audition, whatever. And right. then, like, if you don't audition for them, you're not even on the radar. And someone's like, oh, no, you can submit video. And I'm like, really? Okay. And, I mean, there's all kinds of festivals and stuff like that out there where it's like, oh, you actually have to go to them and submit. So it's right. like, I should probably start recording myself. Yeah. For the, you know, like, I didn't even, I didn't, honestly didn't even know. I was like, oh, they come to you, right? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Uh- I had a comic ask me in the first like year of my doing stand-up or second, whatever. They were new. I was new. But I had mentioned that I was like I was going to the Comedy Nest in, uh, you know, on the weekend or next week, whatever. And they're like, so who calls you for that? Yeah. And I was like, I, who ca- I reached out to them. I asked them if Funny I could come. Funny you bring that place up. I'm trying to get, I haven't been there forever. I just emailed uh, yeah, guy, Dave. Uh, guy last week. Yeah, I haven't heard back from you. So, it takes. It takes li- I know. It, it takes some time. I doubt. I doubt he's listening. But I'll. I'll definitely mention that you're back now. I, I don't think he really knows me. It was Joey Elias that told me to get in touch with him. I've worked with him a bit. I, like I, I hit it off with him, but I, I don't yeah. even really know David Acker. That's a, because like all these years of being like a yucks guy. There's so many absolute guys. I don't even know them. I've never right. like I've never really worked with them. Dave. Dave's the. No, no, players. I know. Well, yeah, I, I, but but I'll super funny I'll guy, mention too because he's looking. He's he will reach out to me often, and a lot. Of, I don't know why, but for the only times he needs me last minute is always when I'm booked. I don't have a ton of bookings, yeah. but it's always when I'm booked with something. Uh, oh, it's the dog again. Yeah. I'm just all I see is the tail. It's Fish fucking weird. It looks like you know on the the Sesame Street or the Muppet Show where you'll just see something like they've got like a a tail wagging behind the the wall or something. Mm-hmm. That's just all it is. It's just some weird fucking puppet show going on behind you every time the dog goes by. Um, yeah. Someday this will be a video walk, podcast, but then we're gonna have tail. to wear shirts and pants. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. No. But I don't know. I uh, you yeah. There's this is one of the things that I've started doing is I've started making lists. Of like, this is turning into a self help podcast. Who gives a shit? Are, are you no, having no, Are good. you having fun though? Yeah, yeah. No, okay, I, good, I, good. As no, long as you're really like, here are all the things I need to do to get my life sorted. But here's first the- of all, quit comedy, move to Bancroft, work at a grocery <laughs> store, and become that weird guy who's working well, on a novel. So I listened to uh, the Brent Butt episode of Mark Maron's podcast. Yeah, did you hear it? I haven't listened to that one yet. I listen to Mark Maron's podcast fairly regularly, but I haven't listened to that one yet. No, I don't. I think I've listened to four of them, and they were all in like the last it's week. Funny, the last the last Mark Maron podcast I listened to was just last week, and it was he had David Lee Roth on. It's funny, it was yeah. like, pick me up. It was David Lee Roth playing. Yeah. It was like yeah, it was just coincidental. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
when he was talking with Brent Butt, Brent Butt was saying that his he didn't like come up with this great idea for Corner Gas. Corner Gas was Brent Butt's what if I never started comedy? What would I be doing with my life right now? He's like, I'd probably be like running a gas station in, in the middle of Saskatchewan. Corner Gas, the one of the biggest Canadian shows of all time, was just reflecting on like, well, what if I didn't do this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And here's this not a big difference. Well, I you. often think about it, like even like, if I never started in comedy, like have, I'd probably be a director in the government now and I'd be like living in Canada and Yeah, you think so? Or I can't leaves, imagine it. I'd probably be happier. <laughs> you think so? I, I think know. people I don't know, I I'd I, still be married probably. Too, I joke on stage that like people start, Comedy pretty much is like a played a big part in my marriage falling apart for sure um, oh, yeah. sorry, I mean not to get all like no, no. it definitely did it definitely did because I was out every night doing shows and you know whatever but I, I you still like it even after all this time right yeah most of the time I like it when I'm doing it I hate right. everything else that goes with it I yeah. hate the whole frustration of you know whatever it's why it, am I not booked for this and why right. is this guy getting but you know I know the comparison thing that I can't it's, it's hard to kill get you. Dude, I, I still well, especially do it. Here in Ottawa, I still do it. Because like here in Ottawa, it's like, no, I'm fucking better than these people. That's, you know, but that's just arrogance, right? right? Well, here's the thing is uh, the thing, the only things I've learned from books You know, if it's somebody in tools. Toronto who's like market, you know, demonstrably way better than me, mm-hmm. I don't, it's like, okay, they deserve it. One of the things I started to look at early, which helped me, was I don't know any, like a guy like Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. I don't care for a stand-up. Sure. But I have absolutely no idea how hard he's working off stage. I have no idea what he's doing, what his grind is like. So I have no idea. Like that's, that's like I said, one of the reasons I want to do this podcast is to talk to people because somebody would see somebody like a, let's say um, like I've had Paul Verzi on. Paul's a good friend of mine. He's the guy who opens for Bill Burr. Just, just a couple of years ago, he filmed a special. Uh, his special was part of a four special deal with all things comedy and comedy central. Mm-hmm. His uh, the, the streaming of his special was like number one of all time on, on Comedy Central. Like the guy is, uh, he's filming a movie now, big, big movie with, I don't, I don't want to say too much. I don't know if they're allowed to, but he told me. Uh, therefore, he's filming a big name, a uh, big movie with a big name in Things comedy. Things are going well Things are going him. incredibly well for him. But I also know like how fucking hard he works behind the scenes mm-hmm. and everything like that. I know how much he's doing. Um, but I try to share stories like, like his with people because people will see that level of success and they go, Oh well, I yeah, he's got a great. It it's just like well, happened, yeah, right. Like, and it's and, like, well, no, they put the work in. Yeah, yeah and, well, and you listen to stories like he they told put the, the work story, in to make your opportunities. He happen. He drove sixteen yeah. hours one time to do a three-minute showcase. Like, okay. like that kind of shit. Must where, have been a like, hell of a showcase, and it and it worked out well. But but the idea was three that like, minutes, three minutes. My yeah. God, I can't even do it. That's just, that's most spots my... in Los Angeles. Three minutes. Wow. Good thing I don't live there. <laughs> I well, I it was I hard. It's three. I the night. I, the night my I did bits the, are like six minute long diatribes. I can't even get. I don't even get warmed up in three minutes. Well, that's what I was looking. At. I go three minutes. I don't. I tell stories like I don't yeah. really know. But I did a three minute set at the comedy store, and I was like, that was really hard. I did two jokes, two of my smaller jokes, and it went well. 
but I'm like, I've never done them like that because I've never smashed those two short jokes together. Mm-hmm. But here they did, and they, they did fine, thank God. But the same show, DJ Demers was was with me. He went up and he did the three minutes. I was like, it's fucking hard doing three minutes. He goes, yeah, yeah but he goes, but that's kind of what's fun about LA is like it sure. teaches you to, you don't have as much time. Yeah. Again, there's even more people chomping yeah, at the bitch. Yeah. It's uh, like Toronto. John like Hastings was 10, there yeah. that night too. Like we bumped into him. We're like, what the fuck? And he's like, I just moved here. Like, so John Hastings is in LA now. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. And he, he's like, I just, he just doesn't live here. in England anymore. anymore. Well, I mean, I, I was there in November, so who knows okay. what the last six months have held for him. But I don't know. I don't. Yeah. But it's just like, I, I. it's interesting to see that. But there's so many people who don't know the tough shit that goes on. And like oh, I yeah. said, there's a ton of people in this community that see you as the big fish. And you are funny. You do do very well when you do on the stage. And I think <laughs> I think that you're a great example for them of the self-awareness thing where you do very well. You don't get off stage and go, that's how it's fucking done, kids, and like walk past them like other guys do. I think no, that I wouldn't No, but that's but that's what who I'm saying. Who does that? There's well In that's Ottawa? embellished. There's guys who yeah, well, we talked about the, the young guys on stage. There's there's yeah, names but they would well they would never do that. There's people. names that I would never say on the podcast. But they do moderately well and walk around yeah, okay. like they are the absolute best, like they're the king yeah, shits. Yeah, no, no, okay. And that, like that. Yeah, will, that name. Yeah. yeah, and they will make other people feel like shit. And it's like, you didn't, you're nowhere. And this is obviously arrogant of me to say it's judgmental and whatnot. It's like, but you didn't do anywhere near good enough yeah. to walk around making other people feel like they're they're shitty at this. Like, we're all in the same fucking grind. That's well, those why, are the, like, I, yeah, they're the same people also. Um, sometimes who like they won't give you like it's happened to me a few times where like I've gone up and like uh, murdered like mm-hmm. killed and like people they won't even like people that I know I'm almost I'd say like kind of friends with and mm-hmm. they'd be like they won't give you the whole like hey good centering they won't right. acknowledge it they're like it's like that's making them seem weaker right if they say to you like oh you did great there like mm-hmm. they'll never give a compliment I don't know why I'm bringing up that, but it's like, no, it's that, that, yeah. That. Well, did you feel that? So maybe that's a question going back because I notice it and I try to warn some of the younger guys about it who actually, when they start to get a little bit of traction, start to do well. Like, cause I, I'm the kind of person that I do want everyone to win. You know what I mean? I, and it's not impossible, but it, if you're just waiting for the clubs to, rec- to recognize you, it's not going to happen. Everyone can't win, but there's guys who I start to see doing well. And I tell them like, just a heads up, you're doing great. Keep doing it. But like, you're going to feel some of the coldness from your group. And they say, yeah, I'm already feeling it. I go, just know that it's, it's don't take it personally. It's because everyone's supportive when everyone's at the bottom. And then as soon as one rises up, same thing happened to Kronk when he was here. I talked to him one time where he did well and he won some competition and he started the to go, he started to, I don't know if that's Didn't the he one. Won, he won the absolute one, right? He, he did, did win it one of the years, but he did something else that he got a little bit of recognition yeah. for. And I, and I said, Hey man, congratulations on that. And he goes, well, it's, JF, goes, oh, well, it's, it it's nothing. No, that, no, no, no. That's, that's not something that other people can just take away from you. But it was something that was small, but he had competed, he had won. And I go, Hey man, congratulations on that. And he goes, well, it's not really a thing. Like it's no big. And I go, Hold on a second. I go, the entire community, well, not the entire community. I go, there's a lot of people in this community that are going to shit on that accomplishment for you. Don't do it to yourself. All right? If it's nothing and anyone can get it, then anyone would have got it. I go, you got it. They didn't. That's why they're going to take it away from you. 
I said, there's lots of things in the in the industry that that people will make it nothing. The only reason they have to shit on it, make it nothing, because they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not easy to get everything. I I remember I take I have absolutely zero pride in the Faces magazine thing that that I I had done when I uh, had started to uh, when I got nominated for the a favorite comedian. I always have to hold favorite, not best. But when I got nominated for favorite, it's because I, I my was face... voted. I was voted favorite pro by my peers. This yeah, year well, the, the peers thing means something. That's great. Peers. But all I'm saying oh, the is, Faces magazine with the Faces oh, yeah, magazine, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on the cover. I I had gone to Faces magazine, yeah, yeah. and I said, "Hey, you guys do showcases of local people. Yeah. Can I be on it?" Sure. And the guy said, "No." That was like in September. He goes, "He goes, we're booked up for like six months." Then the guy saw me at a show months later and was like, "Hey, I'm wondering if you'd like to do an article." I go, "Yeah, I reached out to you guys." And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Well, I'd lo- like, can I can I be your cover feature?" Blah blah blah. Like basically, it was having a conversation with the business, and he goes. Well, normally we sell that spot, but I'll I'll give you a real good price on it because we don't have anyone lined up for February. I asked for January because that was my birthday month. Right. And he goes, I don't have January's taken. I can give you February. Right. Well, I, so I ended up doing it with them. We did an article, everything like that. And that was the same month that they did the nominations for the categories. Right. So my face being on the cover, people were nominating me. They read sure. my thing. They came yeah, to show. Yeah. And it also got me a week at Absolute. Yeah. Jason booked me for a week in February no, because it was promoting with the free promo for him. And it sure. got me work by doing like yeah. when we talk about, you know, hustling, trying to generate stuff. But all no, I know but is it's, that. It's like I, and that's the thing, right? Like I'm this, you know, I right now I'm. <laughs> like this is my big project making right. business cards I'm like wow even, but it's something but, no but that's the thing it's because like I mean if you th- it's like you got to think about it like a business right and I mean if I were a real estate salesperson mm-hmm. like Brendan you know or, or whoever right. like would you be like ah I'm good at selling houses, but you know, people will just come to me. Like I, I don't need, sure to, I don't need to sure get my name out there. No, you have to like. Well, you're not going to be successful if you have that thought. But I guarantee you, there's people that are thinking that way. That's why. No, I, but that's that's why I'm saying like the the, the 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 stupidity of like my mentality of like oh well because like I get I'm like well I'm funny enough I should just be getting all this work. It's like well no you the squeaky wheel gets the grease right like I need right. to you need to do that shit like you need to like. Nobody's going to break your door down. Well, this is this is what I was getting at with that story is right. that um, in that moment for me, I was working hard. I was pursuing something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when that was over, right, I got, I won. Mm-hmm. I won because I absolutely asked people to vote for me. When I got nominated, I was like, oh, that's great. I asked people to vote for me. Yeah. It's the same as the serious competition. Oh, sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. The thing is when people yeah. are like, oh, who, oh yeah, you're the best because you're campaigning for votes. Yeah. That's how elections work. They're yeah. not just going, "Hey, listen to my thing," and yeah. I'll leave it. I'll leave it in God's hands. If I'm yeah. the best, I'll get recognized. Yeah. No, you're actually campaigning for any kind of elected yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. And so here's the thing, though: is when I got it, the entire community was shitting on me and telling me it's nothing, it's garbage, and I believed it. I was brand new. I was yeah. brand new. It was something that I was kind of happy about. I'm like, oh, it's a little little accolade. Something yeah. totally, totally took any yeah, there, joy. There out was of some it ro- there was some roast jokes about it. Oh, <laughs> for like, well, here's but here's the thing. This really sucked. Is uh, I think two think then. oh yeah, and it's not a great man. I'm not like I'm not defending the magazine. I just saw actually because I'm looking for a new job right now. Uh, I'm sure funny you should funny you should bring that up. They're actually looking for a social media manager right now. Well, here's the thing. I think two months after I was in the magazine, I saw a posting like faces looking for someone and for yeah. sales. And I said, "What's the job?" They're like, "We're just trying to sell advertising space." So I said, "Okay, cool. Can I?" 
I go there like it's purely commission, but I had time during the day, so I go fuck it, I'll, I'll go and see. Well, everyone found out that I worked for Faces afterwards, and they go, oh, so you just gave yourself the award because you work for them? And I go, that's not the case no. at all. So get this: the following year, awards time comes up, and I was co-hosting some of the mornings on Dog FM. So Dylan Black, a friend of mine, and yeah. now very strongly affiliated with the Yuck Yucks. Sure. Dylan was campaigning for himself to be nominated for favorite radio personality, and he was campaigning for me to be favorite comedian, and I begged him not to. I begged him. I said, don't. There's no joy in that for me whatsoever. I already take so much shit for this. Please don't. But he was still every day on the radio, and now I've got a radio person saying to vote for me, and everyone else is maybe on the right, internet. Right. I won it again the next year, and when I won it, zero joy. Zero joy. In fact, I felt my stomach turn because I'm like, this just means I'm going to have to take shit again. Yeah. But but I'm saying that's what that's what achievements in the industry can do when when you let yeah. other people Bother decide you, yeah. what's yeah. what what you earned and what's good and what's right. not and it's just like you know what if anyone could win something that's that's why I told guys like Adrian who the whole, already like, the whole like nomination process for that faces thing I remember is like I just remember like some, where it'd be like looking at the list and some of the people like nominated I'd be like who. They're not who who is this? who is that? They're not yeah. they're not even a comedian. I've never even heard of them before. I have been on that list every single year since right. for the nominees. I have yeah. lifted zero fingers. I have never. Yeah. I find out that I'm nominated when they, they message keep, me they and say, oh, "Do you want to buy a ticket it? for that night?" And I go, "Oh, yeah. I didn't know." Or, or someone will message me, "Hey, congratulations!" I'm like, "For what?" Well, no, I mean that's me. the whole premise of like, it's like what Express used to do, right? Like they'd have best of, and it was a ploy to like right. sell advertising. Yeah, it's like, hey, thanks for naming us Ottawa's favorite sex shop. I and reached out to them once, and yeah. I said because uh, they had a bartender on that list, favorite comedian. Ottawa's favorite bartender? No, that, oh, because the, they comedian, had that comedian. And he was yeah, oh yeah, our, the guy favorite was a bar- esthetician, favorite yeah. mm-hmm. uh, mortgage broker, favorite favorite nuclear scientist. Yeah, it's everything. Molecular, favorite Ottawa's favorite molecular. Ottawa's I, favorite program director at yeah. At I a, sent them one Ottawa's favorite category Canada. creator for yeah. Faces magazine, <laughs> but there was a bartender on it, and I said, um, you know, I reached out to them. I go, I go look. I go, I get that this guy's funny. I know who he is. Um, who I get it? that he's funny. It's just, uh, his name's Junior and Bang or whatever, but he's he's just Where a, was he a bartender? Oh, well, he's one of those like bar stars. Like he's been a bartender everywhere. I don't know. Like Mansion, I don't know. I'm clubs. just curious if all like, a, I'm just, I don't know. I'm friends with him on Facebook. I'll show you his picture. And if you know him, you know him. But uh, all I know is that they were like favorite comedian. And I said, listen. Because he was a funny bartender? Because oh yeah, because he's a funny, because everyone guy. knows him as a funny, the people yeah. who read faces would know him as a funny guy. And I just said, look, I go, I, I go, your list of, of favorite comics, I go, you've got, this was also like five, six years ago. Right. But I said, your list of, of favorite comics, I go, first off, you have Tom Green on this list. This is before Tom was coming every year. I go, I got Tom Green on this list. Yes, Tom Green is from Ottawa, but he hasn't performed here in, I don't think I've ever seen him do stand-up comedy in Ottawa. Well, he's no, doing he doesn't, he lives in LA. Right. And I go, I go, now you got guys like John Doerr and you got guys like, I think that was it. I go, but you know what? You know who does live here? If you're going to just start naming all the, the famous names, I go, Norm McDonald's from here. He should be on your list too if you're just naming famous comedians from Ottawa. I go, you should also have Mike McDonald, Jeremy Hotz. If, if you're just naming guys who haven't even performed here in this calendar year yeah. that are from Ottawa, here's a big list of names. I go, however, this one guy here is a bartender. He's never foot on, st- set foot on stage to perform stand-up comedy. I go, I've poured drinks in my house. Do I get to be nominated for yeah. favorite bartender? I go, I just think it's unfair that you have him on the list and he's never performed stand-up. You should have a little bit. I go, I go. More, it's already a joke, the thing. Yeah. Like, I go, you should have a little bit of a standard. Like, if you're not a comic, you don't get to be, you know, favorite comedian. Right. You know? Anyways, whatever. We're, we're going real far off track. Yeah. But all I know is 
going back to whole, you can accomplish shit in this industry. And like you said, coming off stage and people are cold or, for, you know, pretend to forget who you are or whatever it is. There's so many people out there who are going to take the joy away from things for you that you shouldn't do it to yourself. You know, if you accomplish something, you know, I'm not saying be proud of it, get in people's faces, but we do spend time feeling shitty about accomplishments because we, I think in the back of our heads, or at least for myself for a very long time, I know someone can't wait to take it away from me. Someone else can't wait to say, hey, this is no good because... Yeah, yeah you've done this, but... Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, well, then why don't you have it? If it's nothing, why don't you have it? You know? In terms of your list of, of, of shit to do, the only difference between you and me is the fact that, A, you're funnier, but B, I just make lists of shit. Like, I've, I've got myself now to a point where I'm like, okay, I don't know what direction to walk in, which is not necessarily a bad thing, right? I always talk about, well, what direction do I do in stand-up? Because I'm like, what do I do next? I, I don't know for sure that if I do this, it's going to lead somewhere. But if you don't have any direction, then whatever direction you start walking in isn't the wrong way, sure. which is kind of a positive. But I've started making lists like as long as every day, because I'll look at my list and go, okay, I got to email Halifax and Winnipeg. I got to make a mailing list. I need to make a Facebook page. I need to get better at social media. I might need to make business cards or, you know, do a new episode of the podcast or create a new podcast with a different format. Like, so what I've done is I've started making a list of the things that I need to do. And I just pick one for, for today. Um, one of the things that Trent McClellan shared with me is that he has a, you know, he does like a mailing list but all he does from every show is he just gets an email address and the city that's it he doesn't get a ton of information he just gets email address and city so that when he's going to be in a city he can just send an email to that city hey i'm coming on this date yeah and that's what helps him sell yeah. sell tickets for sure so i'd like to start yeah. doing things like that just to create a market outside of ottawa for yeah. when i go open for somebody or whatever but the same thing true of like making a facebook page or getting better at social media sorry buddy <laughs> no, 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 no 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 but um that's that's all i'm trying to do is i'd like to email a new club that i've never contacted before so today i'm emailing rumors cool that's a start you know what i mean so it's just a matter of like chipping away a little bit at that but the difference i've got all these books and all these tools well it's great to have the tool i still have to use it you know what i mean it's like today i bought this tool and I, i know what it's supposed to do but i still have to do it i think that that whatever to go back to kissing your ass i think that you're incredibly funny I think you have a tremendous amount of talent and I really do honestly and sincerely recognize all of the thoughts and feelings that you're having of just the whole like, yeah, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time and I've lost the passion. I'm trying through this podcast and through all of these little writing yeah. tools and shit to Well, yeah, and like all the, the joking and constant, like, I mean, for as long as I've been doing comedy, it's a running, like Dom used to, speaking of Dom, used to make fun of me all the time because I'd, I'd be like, I'm quitting comedy. Like, oh, yeah, right, Trevor, you're quitting comedy. Like, it was a running gag, right? And I'd be like, I never mean it. I know I'm right. never going to, like, I mean, I didn't do it for like almost two years, really. But it's, I'm, I can't walk away. You can't, like... Like the last couple nights, I haven't really gone out to the club, but like my pants get up and walk there by themselves, right? right? Like to because they're just so accustomed to me. Because I mean, it's you know my life or a big part of my life, so I know that I I'm never gonna walk away from it. I just I'm in a down. You caught me on like mm-hmm. a you know a down period. And it's all because there's other stuff going on in my life too. Like I need a new place to live and I need a new job and I fretting about money and stuff like that too right so i'm kind of like i mean it'll probably produce good comedy right that's mm-hmm. when things are bad my comedy's good 
you know. That's a that's a big laugh, by the way, for you to, yeah. to audibly laugh. Yeah. But that's <laughs> <laughs> I just that's one of the things. <laughs> that's one of the things, though. Like with with these conversations, though, is like a lot of people think like there's a there's hundreds of thousands of comics who are going through. What oh yeah no no i know you're funny yeah. you know you're funny but it's hard to find the direction yeah and there's a million other things going on i mean my goal at this point in my life and like i live in ottawa so i know it's like i mean i came back here like a year ago year and a half ago you know like after doing everything there was to do in toronto and uh <laughs> um I mean, this is i don't know maybe this is a pipe dream but i said i just like just being able to make a living from this, which yeah. seems impossible, right? But even even just a semblance of like a middle class living from it would be right. like that's a dream. That's like oh my god, that's like that's pie in the sky, right? Um, but yeah, like we've been talking about for the last half hour, it's like okay, well, it's not just gonna happen, right? right. Like you got to do something about it. So, do you have? I mean, it sounds like such a stupid shifting gears question but it's part of it is do you have a writing process not really no um that's another i'm not disciplined enough with writing where like i write sometimes like finger quote where i'll just think up something and i'll just yeah. jot something down in a notebook but i don't actually have enough to it's really hard i don't know why it's like the same reason like working out like i can never work out at home i could never have a gym at home yeah. i have to go out yep. to a gym to work out mm-hmm we have I one feel, in the basement. I, I, I feel the same it. way about writing where it's like, for some reason, I really have a hard time writing at home. No matter how nice a desk or setup or whatever I have, like, a like you know, I, I feel like I have to go out to like the cliche coffee shop and sit down. And, but when I actually write, like sit down, like, okay, I am writing jokes right now. Yeah. I really have a tendency to... Uh, overwrite but i mean i guess everyone where like i'll just i'll write way too much we're like a bit that's like you know it's gonna be a four or five minute bit and i'll write like 12 minutes it's a matter yeah. of like cutting out right but yeah like, and then i'll try it out once where it's like way too wordy and just needs so much cut out of it and if it doesn't go well instead of like i'm thinking of one bit in particular mm-hmm. i wrote like a year ago and i i tried it once and it didn't work and i just gave up on it and like no you should probably you know, revisit that one, right. right? But like, I don't um, write in a disciplined enough manner. And this goes back to like treating it like a job, right? Like, right. you know, novelists that I've admired who like Mordecai Richler, who was you know a famous writer, right? Like, you know, not not a comedian per se, but like a you know, novelist who would like he would get up every morning mm-hmm. and like put on a shirt and go sit at his desk and write like it was a job, right? Because yeah. that was his job. And then at four o'clock, he go to the bar and get hammered, but it was like the writer's life. But like that kind of thing where it's like... But me, as long as he's doing his job right first, now, right? I have so much time on my hands right now. And I'm not, you know, like you got to take better advantage of it, right? So it's like, this is this podcast for me is turning into like a self-help episode for myself where I'm kind of like, okay, here's the things I need to, you know. Can I ask, Are you af- are you afraid to do it? How do you mean? I know like, I'm afraid to do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm afraid to do it. Like, so, so your well, notebook, yeah. that's already leaps and bounds oh, yeah. above oh, what no, I was this, doing. I carry, I carry this with me everywhere I go. Yeah. Like, so you're already doing more than what I was doing yeah. for, for 10 years oh, yeah? because I, well, yeah, but I'd get an idea and I, I might write it down yeah. on the back of a fucking paper, you know, go I for breakfast I'm more, and write on the back for of For me, I'm more afraid of 
trying sometimes where it's like no no don't try because it's probably not it's like the self-defeating like pessimistic attitude of mine i need to get out of my life where i'm like don't try because if you don't try then you have this ready-made excuse for yeah. when you don't succeed like well that's you know that guy wanted it more if that's what you were getting at yeah then like yes. do you do you not oh, do yeah. it because if you try oh, you yeah. fuck up but at least yeah. if you don't you can go what's well, because i didn't do it's it it's like but again, if I try, not to, like, like, oh, not to quote so. Homer Simpson again, but you know, yeah. trying is the first step towards failure. Right, because but it's also sometimes the first step I feel success. like, yeah, for yeah. sure, right? No journey of a million miles. Of no risk, be, no reward, be, all that bullshit. I'll begin with yeah. a single step, right? Yeah. I, I just need to like get over myself and start working harder. That's what I'm I need to do. Very, very slowly, very slowly taking steps like they said that's already more than what i'm doing okay so i've had luckily from the books and shit like that i'm having confidence to, to start doing more things there's um in the happiness equation that i read there was a thing saying that like people say that you know there's the the what is it the doing something you know or like believing you can do something then the wanting to do something then doing something yeah. And they said that a lot of people treat it like it's like that. So it's like it's like believing it, you know, wanting it and then doing it. Um and they said that that's a cycle. It's a it's it's more circular than it is steps because don't start with the whole oh believing yeah. you can do it. It's just do it. Yeah. If you want to write, just start writing. And then when you're writing, you're going to notice, "Oh, I I I am sure. doing this. I got yeah. 3 4 pages." Well, now you're going to want to do it. And and like not to like you know, the whole cuz writing is one of the it's it, you f like the endorphins it's the same mm -hmm. endorphins you get from runner's high from exercising right where mm -hmm. it's like you feel after i do it i feel better i'm like oh yeah, yeah. i forgot how this makes my brain feel better but yeah. okay well do it then yeah. keep doing it why are you not doing it yeah. why are you not doing it right now yeah stop looking at instagram <laughs> Well, that stuff makes you sick. So one of the oh, things I, I was listening to Neil digital, digital detox, the author of uh, the happiness equation. I was listening to his podcast. He's got a, a pretty cool podcast called three books and he just talks to influential people and he just says, what are your three formative books? Like what are the three books that you read? Mostly about people want to read books all the time. There's so many books. How do you curate books of value that change people that, that you might look no, up I, to? Like I read a lot. I, I just, but I, anything like that, I'm always kind of like, yeah. I, you know, I'm like, yeah, typically like cynical comic. Well, right? like, one of the yeah. things he did was that he suggested this in his podcast. He goes, this is, is proven to work. He goes, I did it for a week and it's been so much better is, um, he said to turn, go into your settings on your phone, into the accessibility and turn uh, it to black and white. He goes, there's so much color and, and stimulants coming from your phone. It's like a slot machine. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, but you can go into your phone. He goes, you don't lose any of the, the image quality or anything like that. You just mute the colors so you're not your phone's not screaming at you like a slot machine stimulating you yeah. all the time, making you addicted. He goes, just just that one thing. He goes, you've lost zero there, functionality like of the phone. A few years ago, Jeff McKay did like a retreat where you like- No noise. The, no, no phones. You can't look at your phone. You can't even talk. You can't. Mm -hmm. And I- that's the kind of thing where I'd be like, I don't know if I, because apparently it's the kind of thing where like literally like half the people like after two days just go crazy and like they can't do it. He did it for 10 days. Yeah. And Jeff's a different dude, right? But like, I don't know if I think, I feel like I sometimes I wonder if like something like that would really, because I, like I am addicted to my phone. I, yeah. I it's, it's a sickness. Like I, I spend, if I were actually, it's one of the biggest impediments to like me progressing as a human let alone mm. as a comedian is this fucking phone well, that well, i like i literally will like i'll get up in the morning 
and I'll, I'll spend like an hour and a half just looking at Twitter where I'm like, I don't even realize I've been doing it for that long. Where I'm like, I'll read an yeah. article and I'll read it. I'm like, oh, this is something new to be angry about. Something new to be angry about. <laughs> something else to be angry about. I'll write some self-pitying tweet that gets like one like. And then I'll just, oh yeah, I better get back to this. Like three hours of my life wasted. Yeah. Like that's all I've done today. You came to pick me up at like two o'clock. <laughs> you know what I accomplished today? I read an article in the New Yorker and I read a few pages of a book. And other than that, I just looked at my fucking phone for like four hours. Like yeah. what is wrong yeah. with me? No, but I do the I same thing. I just want to take a hammer. I yeah. think it's like when I dropped a weight on my phone, on my last phone at the gym. Divine it's like intervention. subconsciously, <laughs> yeah. it was like the gods said, yes, you need to do this. Yeah. I feel like I'm writing a bit. I'm so fuck it. Who cares? Loud. Yeah. I, I, uh, well, that's one of the Better things. Put man. that in my notebook. Do it. I'm going to go home and. Do you do any of the. I, I found a better name for it. It was introduced to me as being called pages, but do you do any of those like stream of consciousness dumps? No. So this, this, I did, I've done this like four times in the last few months, which means I'm not doing it every day like I'm supposed to. Every day I get up and I, no, I mean, like, I know, list, like, I know, I know what, you know what stream is. of consciousness is in terms of like, uh, well, literary reference, but okay, I mean, like, well, I don't, all I know is someone called this exercise that. So if it is the same thing, let me know. But, uh, Matt Davis introduced it to me and he called okay. it pages mm -hmm. and he said that you just sit down for half an hour. He's a good dude. He's a great dude. And he's a guy, he's fucking smart as hell. He yeah, reads yeah. nonstop yeah. to the point where he's like, he puts notes in the margins of mm -hmm. fucking books mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But, um, Matt Davis said that you sit down for 30 minutes and he goes, and you just start writing. You don't stop writing. Even mm. if you're in your head, you're going, this is stupid. This is dumb. I don't yeah. have anything to say. Just write what, you're, write what just you're thinking. Just yeah. keep writing. And he goes, and some guys will do that for an hour, two hours, all of that, because all of the anxious thoughts in your head, all the distracting oh, thoughts, yeah. everything I've, like I've, that. Well, just, I mean, I've, I've never done that, like set out to do that, but like I have, like I've filled... God, I went through a phase where like I thought I was going to be a, I want to be a playwright and mm -hmm. I wrote these shitty plays in a notebook and I wrote, like I've filled notebooks. I've got like dozens of these full, like right. where I don't even look at them anymore. We're like, hey, here's something I wrote back in 2014 right. that might have been, right? Like that's, a, yeah, like I, I do, I guess in effect, I kind of do do that, do do that. Right. But, um, but if you do it for like, like some people journal and that gets, yeah, the, yeah. for me, when I, when I did that exercise, it was like, because I have, I, I can't think of just one thing at a time. I've always got yeah. two things. I'm constantly no, switching I'm channels in my head. But when I did that for half an hour straight, didn't lift the pen and just kept writing every thought. And, and when my brain switched gears, I just switched gears with what I was writing. Didn't matter because none of this is important. Yeah. But it was like power washing the yeah. inside of my head. Right. So, and the whole idea is that when you're done, if you're now like, okay, now I want to write comedy. Yeah. All those thoughts that you're getting distracted with. You're when you're trying to you're write, they're gone. Them. They're yeah. already gone. You already got them out of there. You're, you're so now you can them, stay right. with just the bit. You're not like, oh, fuck, I got to go to the, the mall and get that. No, I did that earlier. All those yeah. things came out. Sure. And now I'm just the bit. And now I can spend half an hour, even if it's just half an hour, writing about yeah. this joke or the premise. At least that's all that came out of me then. Yeah. And one of the nice things, I was in Montreal. And so I think I did it like three days in a row there. And then it's trying to get back to it. Like you said, leaving the house. Now that I'm home, there's a million different distractions yeah. around me. Sure. So being away and stuck in Starbucks, yeah. there's nothing. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, I forgot to mail that. Or I got I to gotta get that fucking laundry done. The biggest, like, I need to like, yeah, it, I, I lost my iPod years ago. But like for me, I like to listen to music when mm -hmm. I'm writing, at, like at the coffee shop. And yeah. to do that, I need to bring my phone. It's like, I've, I, otherwise I just leave my phone at home. Right. Or I don't know. 
you know, find another way to listen to music. I or think just not listen to music. Turn, put it on airplane mode. Yeah, no, because no, then you can't listen to music. Yeah, because yeah, I'm streaming Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Well, I you know. can find. I know. I'm, I'm, you'll I know, find a way. a way around it. Turn off iMessage or whatever. Just but, take a fifty-pound weight and drop it <laughs> on my phone. I think you can turn off notifications in the thing. So turn off notifications, but leave your thing. That on. doesn't. That doesn't matter. It's no not notifications is a problem. It's like, oh, I haven't looked at Instagram no, I mean, stories like, in five minutes. So I better, yeah. Well, but I'm, I guarantee if you if you put your phone in your backpack, right? You're using Bluetooth headphones, or or is it plugged in? No, it's plugged in. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll just get you Bluetooth. There you go. Bluetooth's your answer. Throw it in your backpack, and you have your thirty minute timer. Like my timer's on my phone, but I leave it face down, and I've got my AirPods in, so they'll eh, 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 in there when my thirty minutes is okay, up. Okay, but yeah, this really is turning into like how yeah. Well, but here's the thing. They're helping, but it hasn't yeah. solved it. Like I said, you're still walking around with that every day. I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Like today yeah. I did I did writing down steps and, and things like that, little to-dos for coming up. But it's fun. That's the thing is you can make a list and still do it later. It's like, oh, I made the list. Okay, great, but you're not doing it. Oh, I bought this book that's about self-help. Okay, you still have to fucking read it. Yeah. Oh, I bought this tool or I've learned this tool now in my life. Are you applying it? No. Like there's so many steps beyond it, but at least, I don't know, at least it's it's – that much more than you did before. When I did, you listen to the episode I did with Rick Curry? No. So Rick uh, had said to me, he's like, I asked him, like, how do you write, man? Because the whole idea that you like write for all these shows and you have these deadlines and things like that, um, I go, it blows my mind. He was just like, you know what? I get up and he's like, I just start moving my fingers on the keys, and he's like, it doesn't even matter, you know, if I get five paragraphs that day. He's like, at least that's that much more than I had. I'm not going to bed with a blank page. Yeah. Like that was him. He goes, there's lots of times where I got nothing I'm happy with at all, but he's like, but I didn't go to bed with a blank page. Yeah. And um, I'm going to butcher, butcher this quote. But the whole idea is like he said, it does help to work better to give yourself deadlines. Yeah. Because what is it? Work expands to fill the time given for its completion. Sure. I think is the quote. So the no, whole no, idea I, is. I worked for the public service for like 13 years. I know yeah. all about that. But the whole idea. There's they, five minutes of work. You've got three weeks to finish it. Like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And I think they even use the students as an example. A student who works hard and gets something done by the deadline, and then the teacher gives them an extension. It's not like, oh, well, I'm done, so I get to enjoy this. It's like, no, I can go back over it and look. Did I, did I really make this part as strong as I? It's like, you're just going to keep working on it longer. Give yourself more time to work. So, well, it's so kinda, yeah, it was like that with exams in school where like, I'd be like, no, I don't think I'm done yet. I should probably look at this for another half an hour. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's, that's the whole thing. But if you have an hour to, like, if you have all day to get yeah. this, gardening done you're gonna take all fucking day to do it yeah right or if you have an hour you're gonna go outside and fucking hum like it's so i'm trying to give myself little deadlines for things uh rory gardner had suggested that after all this time of me doing stand-up he's like why don't you record an album or something just yeah. if you're no, sick that's... of the material put it on somewhere so you can give it to, to serious yeah. right we're talking about having a middle you know oh no i i'm in the same boat income. i'm in the same boat like i need to I've been for two or three months now. I'm like, okay, you need to record an album. I've never recorded an album. Neither have I. Neither have I. But it's it's something that's like, that's on my list. So now I'm like, okay, I have to make a list of all the bits that I think I'm going to put on it and just start working those. I'll even type them up. I've done them thousands of times, but I'll type them up and just, is there anywhere I can strengthen it? I'll record it. And that way I can stop doing them because I don't want to do them anymore. Right. But at least I didn't just throw them away because there's an entire country that's never heard them. Yeah. And I can get it on serious. Now I can actually start getting income that sure. i don't have to do anything for yeah do you know what i mean so there's guys that that have started long after we did and every day i hear them on sirius so that's big royalty checks coming their way yeah. for shit that they've retired yeah. so i don't know it's uh, rory had just suggested creating a, a body of work also gives you a sense of accomplishment because you know if you're doing it for a long time and there's nothing to show yeah. for it it's like yeah but we could 
I don't know. So that's that's where I'm at. This podcast and making yeah. an album, and I've got a new podcast in the works that's coming up that I'm I'm you know I'm working with a few different people on to get logos and and get intro music and shit like that just to get it started. But the stream of consciousness is something that I try to do now. Um, I I've done it successfully a few times this week, so I'm going to try to keep doing it. But it does make it a lot easier, and it goes back to that cyclical thing with the whole. You know, at first I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'd never sit in the amount of times in my 10 years that I've sat with a piece of paper in front of me and tried to write and nothing comes out because I'm super distracted by my, my thoughts, my phone, whatever. But after the few times that I've done this stream of consciousness thing to be able to sit there and actually go, okay, and now I know the bit that I want to work on and I start writing it out. My head is thinking of nothing but that absolutely fucking fantastic it's like your your hand becomes like a vessel for your thoughts where you're just literally like oh you're writing out well yeah i mean and i'm still slower to write than i am to think it but at least on top of all of that i don't have the oh for fuck's sakes like i just all of that stuff the the i i have to call this person oh i still have to send an email to that guy i didn't send my headshots to this person i have to make sure that i send that I don't know, fuck. All the thoughts that are distracting, if you just sort of try, try to sit and write. And I think that's why people, I mean, Crystal told me for years to journal. And I was like, I don't want to just write about my day. But the whole idea is that that gets it out. Yeah. It's a, there's a lot of things that talk about just having a ritual that that does something. And for me, that writing that garbage, blog, whatever, mm-hmm. made it easy for me to, to write about the jokes. The joke is still not formed. I identified immediately with what you said about how you wrote something. You're like, this is a 12-minute bit. Yeah. I've done that where I'm like, I wrote 10 minutes and I have a five minute spot. I'm like, well, what part takes pre- and this yeah. doesn't work without that. And yeah. but it you're creating something. You're still getting it out. You're you're you don't have a blank page at the end of the day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sorry if this is coming across self helpy. No, no, no. It's actually um it's good. I, I don't know how interesting uh, my uh, complaints about my work ethic is will be to your listeners. But uh, well, you're not suffering alone. No, the yeah. point. You're not the only person who's like, "Hey, I want to do something, and I have it in me." Yeah. Yeah. I, I do. They've heard me say this exact same shit to them all by myself, saying, "I don't know what to do with my life right now. Oh, yeah. I'm terrified hey, that I, if I don't have this." What else am I going to do and not no, want to I, kill myself doing? I need, a, I need a new place to live in September. I need a new job. Uh, my personal life's a train wreck. Uh, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, no. Anybody else? Anyone else want to write in? Yeah. Uh, any, could let us know what's going on. Oh, no, because that was... That's... Uh, it's funny. Alex always used to say that... Because uh, I... I That's another thing. I have like this... I'm actually working and starting my own podcast Mm. uh, because I feel like I'm missing out if I don't. I'm also... Should be called Don't Jump with Trevor Thompson. Well, I thought (laughs) thought, uh, Trevor... uh, Therapy costs money, but I don't know what's kind of been... Or uh, Alex's idea was uh, it would be called uh, What's Wrong with Trevor This Week? Or something like that, and like, yeah, maybe I don't know. But there's there's uh, there's an audience for it. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, yeah. I'm and even on a mine has YouTube become, channel too. It's yeah. Lorenzo's big ideas. Like Lorenzo is like, you should just have a stream of you doing react, like reacting to what's happening. I'm like, okay, I can try. So that's something I'm working on too. I think I like part of YouTube me thinks show. that that would take away from the authenticity of what you do. Yeah, I don't know. because you're like, if you know people are watching and you can't, you can't have your. I think your initial reaction of things by yourself, and then you take it to the stage later. Like you bring what yeah. you had at the time, as opposed to feeling like people are watching. So but, I need if I didn't get angry enough, or I don't know if it's a shortcut or something, but like it's. 
it's like you those YouTube subscribers are what you need. You need shit like that. Like I I can bitch and moan about the you know the state of the industry and how like you need to be one of those people who like oh if you don't have YouTube followers then you know you can't sell. But it's, you know, that's how you get a following. That's how right. these guys coming this Sunday. Honestly, I can't even remember their names, but because they've got tens hundreds of thousands of ever of youtube subscribers they're selling out the club for like 50 bucks a pop or something crazy like that yeah. because people there's a demand for it because they have a following yeah i don't know so but you grow one like i didn't i i know, well, I know my I, podcast no, no. is fucking boring sometimes and i've still had had people it's just still just grows and i don't know why i'm grateful for every last one of you listening but but at the same time, you're going to find that, like, what, Jeff McKay is the one who said to me, he's like, don't make something that a thousand people like, make something that a hundred people love. So, because then, then you're, you know, and it's also hard to try to find something, dude, I've suffered with this in this podcast, is trying to find something that, that people like. So if I get no feedback and then one person says, you know, I don't like when you do this immediately, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but how do you know that the hundred people that, that aren't yeah. saying anything do yeah. like it or whatever? Sure. Um, I think that, that you on a podcast would be great. How long have we been going? Are you done? You want to do no, 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 we're not done. I'm just curious how long we've been. Hour cause... 40? Holy shit. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I, do you have to be somewhere? Like, I no, don't wanna... no, no. I have not. This is the I, only I, thing. I, I plan don't. one thing with every day. That's all I have no, to <laughs> Yeah. I just, it doesn't feel like we've been talking for that long. I guess that's a good thing. Right? Yeah. An hour and 40. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm having fun. Yeah. No, I just. <laughs> it's, um... it's longer than a show. At yeah. Absolute Comedy. Yeah. Right now, Jason would be like, oh, this show's too long. Yeah, but you got to pay the servers more money for yeah. put the bills up. No. Uh, the show is 92 minutes. No, I like I said, I find I find what you're going through fascinating. I mm. find, like I said, I there's so much of it that I, I identify with myself. I lost, I totally lost my, my passion for it midway through because I had personal stuff, relationship stuff. Mm. And I, I couldn't see how both could work at the same time. Like when you were talking about your marriage, there was no way that I could see. Well, that's that a whole other, the that's a time. whole other episode. Yeah. But relationships I just mean, and comedy and how, yeah. But that's what, that's what made me, it made it harder for me. I couldn't see how they could both work. And I focused on one too hard. I didn't try to have a balance. Want to date me? I'm out at the comedy club <laughs> six nights a week minimum. But hey, yeah, let's start a life together. Like, you know. It's it's tough. Yeah. It's not impossible, but it's yeah. tough. It's tough. And it's almost, you have to be in, invested and you have to be doing your part on the other end. But I, I wouldn't, I can't say I did that. It's not like I'm like, yeah, that's how it works. I yeah. assume. There's right. couples that make it work. Yeah. You know, maybe absence makes the heart oh, grow fonder. They're all lying. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of no. Lot there of are no stuff. happy people in this industry. None, <laughs> zero. I, I've said for years that happiness is the cure to stand up. Yeah, you know, no, happy people let shit go. We're still angry about it. Something what the to fuck? be said for that, probably. So, if you were to do something like, okay, do you have any? <laughs> hmm? it sounds stupid to ask. That's the thing too. Is the more enlightened you get, like you hear people going, like, you know what? It takes a lot of strength not to get into a fight. You're like, what the fuck? And then you learn about it. And you're like, yeah. Like the only person who's getting into a fist fight at a bar is someone who's insecure or has an ego issue. Like a secure person is like, I don't need to start throwing fists because some guy I don't know needed to call me if you know whatever mm -hmm. the fuck. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need that shit. And I go, yeah, it does. It does take a more secure. It takes more strength to not get involved in shit. But do you have any uh, like what's what's your goal right now? Like you're back in Ottawa. What's the next thing that you you want to work towards? Well, I mean, I guess I kind of alluded to it already, right? Mm -hmm. But like, it just 
having a like make a, enough like revenue from this from multiple streams if that means fucking YouTube or podcast or you know what it, like just building up I don't want to use the term brand but just like some rev, makes sense make people. it sustainable where it's like okay this is what I do and I mean I'm not going to get rich from it but even I can make a living there's something resembling right. a living from this that that's again i i mean and i mean the steps to do that when you're living in a smaller city like in comparison to toronto or vancouver or whatever is hard but yeah that's the goal i guess really yeah yeah i think because pod- i hate working <laughs> i'm not a big fan of it either no, i've come to realization i mean working work like actual job working i'm just right. like the last few jobs i've had i've hated them all and uh don't want to do it anymore but i realize i have to you know, right. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's the same here. I've I've found luckily enough niche stuff that that's still s- close enough to comedy that it doesn't suck to do as much. Yeah. But it's funny because when you're doing comedy, you have to drive four hours to a gig. It doesn't feel like work. Some people are like fuck. I can't drive for four hours. I hate it. It's well, like, depends yeah, but, how much money you're getting, but yeah. Right. But I'd rather drive four hours to Toronto to do an hour long show than to spend all day in a cubicle or standing, you know, at a counter pouring coffee and dealing with money and yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, For sure. No, no, I can relate. So that's the funny thing. When people are like, I could never do what you do, I always say, I could never do yeah. what you do. Like you work in the government, I could never well, do what like you do. Well, it's like going back again to the comedian again where like he's talking to Orny Adams, you know, but like the then the, the, the people the, live like the that? Glenn Miller story. Yeah. Like they like show up at this house and their family's eating dinner together. It's like how do people do this? <laughs> yeah. They're standing yeah. holding yeah. their tubas yeah. in the snow waist yeah. deep. Yeah. How do people live like this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I get it. Like that's the thing is I and that's the part that's I think that my crippling paralysis, as you mentioned earlier, the the paralysis is I want to write, yeah. but I'm terrified that if I actually do it, I'm going to find out that I'm I'm done and I'm I'm not funny and I've given all I have to give. But here's the thing: is in regular conversation with people in day to day, I'm still making people. Laugh oh yeah, people, people like the ideas come. Yeah, they always. The, like, I'm not I'm not worried about. We them. are funny. I mean, they're funny ideas that will come. <coughs> not all of them are great, but no. But the thing is, a day to day basis got people laughing, mm-hmm. and so it's like, well, if I wasn't funny, then that wouldn't be happening. So it's. It's that whole like the the fear yeah. of success or sure. whatever that's that's stopping. So I want to I don't know maybe maybe we can we can be each other's sponsors. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just keep each other writing. Success anonymous. Go every yeah. Trevor, Trevor, are you Trevor, writing? I oh, this a... fucking Twitter content cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> Could you fucking believe this guy? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm surprised it took this long for the impression of Trevor to come in. I don't do one of you. It just that's no, what you that sound like when you're angry. Bad. No, that was not bad. You know, that's fucking god. Every comedian in Ottawa has an impression. Do of they? Me. Well, not every, but it's kind of a yeah. Well, I'm pretty easy to impersonate, I guess. Well, it's it's just but I get agitated. I can't. What was it? What was it? What did she say? Um, alcoholic Kermit the Frog is what I sound like. Really? Yeah. Oh no. I don't. I don't well, when I I do kind of have when I get agitated. Swiss like kind of, Chalet. You know, well, kind of like best. Hi, uh, whole Kermit the Frog here. You know, Frog of. sounded like Kermit to me. Yeah. He's like, you know, another thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna tell you yeah. guys about look. like yeah. I, not Kermit. What? No. Hi, ho, Kermit the yeah, Frog I guess, here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Either either oh. way, it's been done. <laughs> yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I all I know is I get. It's cool talking with you because I I get that, you know. If I did this, like, here's the thing: we're both doing stuff. You're you're doing notes. You're writing. I'm shit writing down. notes. Yeah, and I'm making lists that I mm-hmm. never get to. Do, how how many times are you getting on stage right now? Uh, like a week. 
this is a bad week to ask me because right now I'm in a dry. So on average, I would say I don't know four times a week. That's amazing. Say, but four or five. But this week, it's right now. It's it's I don't know. I, I guess well, there's competitions going on everywhere. Yeah, so this harder. is a bad time because I didn't get any. I didn't. Yeah, I've got nothing this week at all. Nothing. This is the first time. This is the longest I've gone without anything. I mean, like tomorrow, tonight, I could. The thing is, like, if I really wanted to, I could get on somewhere. Probably some nights, not every night, right? But I don't really want to that badly right now. I just I need to stay in for a few nights because I've been out to. I've been. Well, this is enough. Like I when I go out to shows it's really hard for me uh not to drink and not to okay. like i just and it i'm trying to not drink as much right now it's because i've been doing too much of that because like it's really easy to fall into especially when you don't have to get up early in the morning and like, right i've got some money right now so it's not to worry about being broke but it's like it's so easy to turn into like five six pints or whatever like i right. you know like and i'm trying to get away from that so like i'm trying to stay out of you know like i went to absolute on tuesday just to like hang out and i was like okay i'm gonna go home because it's a five minute walk from my yeah. place but i'm gonna go home before i you know start pounding beers yeah i i we yeah, talked about this hard, earlier uh, hard to get away from well that's man. good man i i wish i could do first off i don't have anything new so i don't want to take yeah. stage time on shows yeah. if i'm just doing shit that i know works yeah. but I, uh, I I wish everyone followed him. Well, that's that's one of the things. Earlier, I was going to bring this up when we were talking about sort of the the people who can't get off of the open mic nights and stuff. Is some people will have a bad set. This is going back to self awareness, right? They'll have a bad set and they'll go, ah, you know, I'm just having fun. Like I'm, and I and I always think to myself, I'm like, you know what, hobbyists. So there's nothing wrong with being a hobbyist, but when you're a hobbyist, you still want to get better. I yeah. I don't know why I always choose whittling as the example, but if you're whittling in your garage on your Sundays. You still want to get better at it. You don't just keep, you know, yeah. oh, I'm just fucking around. Golf. Golf's a good mm. example. Okay. As a game that like is so hard to do, but like everyone wants to get frustrated because even though it's hard to do, you, you know, like, oh, I can do better than this. You right. You want to pr- improve. Well, the only, my only example is people will walk off stage and go, oh, I'm just having fun. Like there's no reason to own how bad you just did yeah. because you're like, oh, I'm just having fun. It's like, yeah, but if you're going to take this stage time from somebody else. Yeah. Can you at least try hobby or pro yeah. whatever? Can you at least try to get better? Because if oh, you're yeah, not trying, yeah. well, that's a difference. But I mean, between now and old me, because I used to be bad. I used to do that sometimes where I feel like I just kind of like mail it in. Where if I something didn't go well, I'd be like I kind of give up on a set. Mm-hmm. I never do that anymore. I always give it my all, even if it's twelve people in Carlton Place. Mm. And give them a show. Well, and that's the thing. Too. I've actually never seen you do so poorly that it's not worthy of the stage time. But I'm saying there's some people who will consistently show up and ruin the show. You weren't at the movie theater last Wednesday night at that gig. You did a movie theater gig? Yeah, it was terrible. What movie? It was, well. Was it one of those ones you open for the yeah, movie? Just, they still do that? It's so fucking dumb. I did it I was strictly for the money. It was of the course, money, the money, the money and run. The money was pretty good for the amount of time. What was it, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, Stuber, which... Okay. Uh, I just got offered the gig the day before. It was from Yucks. Yeah, yeah. In Toronto. And I don't know if this was a last... Did you, dri- you didn't drive to Toronto? No, no, no. It was here. But Yucks in Toronto offered me the gig. And it was like Lansdowne for Stuber. And you do stand up It's before such the show. a terrible setup. You're destined to oh, yeah. fail. Like, it's I, like, I, I don't... Yeah. It's the kind of thing where, like, basically... 
the only way you could make it work is if you did nothing but crowd work. And I, I didn't really want to, because these people don't want, like, that's it's it's comedy for an audience that's yeah. not there to see comedy. They're not ready to see and comedy. Plus, they want you to start doing comedy as people were coming into the theater. Right. It's but I don't even get what it adds. It's it like, does. It doesn't. It's add not anything. like hey, it was a fun it's night like and buy people, a ticket it's next like, year. As opposed to like coming in to like just watch the show, they think this right. is going to enhance the movie experience, and it doesn't. It's terrible. Yeah, I it's can't like, imagine any scenario where it wouldn't. And of course, like there's five feet away from me, there's somebody I know. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's always shit. Yeah, and he's never seen me do stand up. That's the thing about it that bothers me. Oh, so watch me that bomb. Jean Beliveau yeah. quote. I think of like where he's like, I always try because there's somebody there who's never seen me before, and I want to, you know, give them a good impression. Right. I want to put but on you're a show set up for to them. Fail in that yeah, situation. you're totally set up to fail. That was anyway. So I was like, oh, watch me. I was last no Wednesday choice. night, and I got a couple laughs, but it was, it was, yeah. That's an environment where, anyway, that was a tangent. But yeah, I just didn't even the realize they theater, still did that. I go to yeah. the movies all the time, and I, I remember seeing them. They used to do it before premi- every movie. It was, yeah, Sneak like, I've never done one before, but it was a pre. so it was the premiere of this movie, right? So mm-hmm. everybody in the theater got free passes. Nobody paid for it, but I, right. it's like comedy in an environment where nobody's are expecting to see comedy is just, it's stupid. It's dumb. It's, don't do it, but right. I did it for the money. Yeah, I guess the people from the movie, it's a Fox movie, and the people from Fox were like, "Oh, we this is going to make this movie better if there's a guy telling jokes as people walking in the movie trying to find a seat." Like, no, yeah. no, it's not. Yeah, I think Alex did one forever. Yeah, ago. for Batman or one of the Batman movies. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I remember saying something about that. I've never done one before. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Was it worth it? Well, no, the, I don't mean like I don't mean that judgmentally. The good thing about it is across. I didn't even have to do as much time as I was supposed to. I don't know if I'm gonna trouble. Was it like for ten this. minutes, five minutes? Well, 15, it was 20? supposed to be fifteen, but I didn't do that much time because they started so late that I had to be done by a certain time. So the guy was like, "Okay, you got to wrap it up." Like, okay, so more uh, than happy to. I basically got paid okay money considering the amount of time I did, but. <laughs> Well, if they're telling you to wrap my, it up, you can't one, argue yeah, with them. Yeah, my, con- my contract oh, says... No. I'm doing so well. <laughs> I'd like to, I insist upon... But it was actually one of those... So here's here's the funny thing about time on stage, right? Like, I feel like I'm pretty good at gauging, like, how much time I've done. But, like, uh, I was supposed to do 15, and it wasn't going that great. And, like, I, it felt like I've been up there for 15. Yeah. And I went with a friend, like, she just tagged along to, I don't know, moral, just, she was like, yeah, I'm going to come hang out. It's just a a friend of mine who's also a a comedian, but she's fairly new. I just, we're buddies and uh, we're not fucking or anything. Not not that it matters. Not asking. Not that it matters. um, I didn't mention her names. I don't know. Anyway, so like she came with me and she was like supposed to light me at 13, right? Okay. And I was like, oh, because the guy stopped me. I was supposed to be 15, right? And I was like, oh, how much did I do? Like, because I, I didn't look at my phone or anything. How much did I do? Like 12 or something? She's like, you did eight. I'm like, what? I did. That was eight it minutes. Felt way it longer. felt like yeah. half an hour. <laughs> that was eight minutes. And that's the difference. But, you know, now, like normally in a good set, like a eight minute set, like an opener spot, like I, feel, I can't even clear my throat and I feel like, fuck, I'm just warming up. But that yeah. was. And then Saturday night, I did a show in Brockville. Uh, uh, bar show, um, Matt Watson's friend, yep. but yeah, I don't know if you've done off it. Off your rocker, or yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, laugh it off, laugh it off, sorry. And I, I, I was headlining, I closed the show, I did, um, I was doing 40, 
like a headline set. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that the, the, it was going well. Like the, I mean, it, there weren't that many people there, but they were they were in it. It was a good show, right? Did like, that one feel shorter? And yeah, than yeah. 40? And that the, to contrast, you know, like that Wednesday night set where I was supposed to do fifteen. And I only wound up doing eight because no, but they told me I had to stop. So right, I, of like I was cheating them, right? But yeah. then you know, the contrast that with this show were like I, I checked my time, like I just looked at my phone, it's where I was like, Okay, I've been up here for maybe twenty and it was like thirty one minutes already yeah. gone. Like it's I was not like, like I've been people... up here thirty one minutes, holy shit. Like you know, because yeah. it's going well. It's a difference when it's going well and it's going poorly, like how the the whole concept of time, right? Like, yeah. And it's not like the, it's not like you, when you like you didn't a you didn't cheat them out of anything. Yeah. And it's not like when you're like, all right, guys, that's it for me. They're like, oh. Yeah. Like, like, they were like, good. Let's <laughs> yeah. watch the movie. I was. It was one of those like where you just okay. I'm gonna yeah. get out. Give of this. us the free movie because they wanted the guys like. Oh, you're sticking around to watch the movie, right? Like, no, no, no. It's, you didn't even stay and watch the movie. No, I have no interest in seeing that movie. It looks like shit. Well, I just figured free, no. free. I'm like, I'll, I'll have a free Most movie. Most movies now, like I, even if, like, that's the thing. Even if I didn't have to pay, I've like, cause it's, it's funny going off topic here. No, but no, like, there is no yesterday. Topic. Well, yeah, well, you know, getting away from the self help angle. Yesterday afternoon, <laughs> I was feeling. Yesterday, I was really feeling like meh. And I couldn't get anything going. I couldn't focus. And right now, my f- I got like a bit of an injury, so I can't even. Normally, going to the gym and working out is like helps me, but like I can't really do that right now either because mm-hmm. I'm kind of hurt. What happened? And so like, oh, it's a foot thing. It's uh, it's not gout, but it's I don't know. It, no Because no, because I have like I have a joke. Anyway, but oh, okay, okay. Uh, um, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go see a movie, like a matinee. I'll just go to, go out to the movies, right? And so I like looking through movies in Ottawa on my phone. And I was like, I, there is not one movie showing right now. And I guess this is me becoming an old man. But like, there's not one movie that I'm even remotely interested in going to see. I'm like, I don't want to see any of this shit. I don't. It's like, kind of good because now you don't have to spend the money on it. I guess. I don't you can go know. home and watch Netflix documentaries. Like, yeah. Or even like, he asked me if I want to go to like Oceaga in a couple weeks okay. on the Friday night. What is that? It's an outdoor music festival in Montreal. It's okay. been going on for like, I don't know. 10 yeah, years. I thought it was one of those things. I went once. Coachella. I, yeah, like that, but in Montreal. I went once like 10 years ago. But anyways, like, she's like, okay, it's Friday night, you, you know, because Saturday night, I, I got a gig, so I got to come back. But you want to go Friday night. So I'm like, okay, well, who's playing? So she sent me a list. Actually, I got the text here right now. And it's like. You don't know anybody on it? Friday night, Osiaga. I literally, there are three names I recognize of like, there's like about 40 artists listed. And the only people I've heard of are the Lumineers, Gucci Mane, and Kurt Vile. And that's and it. And I've heard of one of those. Yeah. And I, everyone else, Interpol, I think I've heard of them, but I might be just thinking of the actual. The airport? Like, no, I might be thinking <laughs> like of Interpol, like the actual. International police agency. Yeah, no, that's not, that, not yeah, the not, band. not airport. Yeah, Interpol. But like who? Suicide Boys, Jesse Reyes. Okay, no, I think she's Canadian. Of Fisher, Rosalia, Denzel Curry, Codaline. Never D- heard of that. D- Jeff JPEG like, Mafia. There's so many different like Francis and <laughs> the Lights. Dear Rouge. Okay, no, I've heard of Dear Rouge. Okay, maybe there's yeah. I'm I just, still have one. I'm kind of cool. I still have one. And I there's there's like Ottawa like, has escapade. I'm like, I'm so yeah, that's like well, that's electronic like, that's music. EDM, I have no, yeah, I don't know anything. But then but then it's like oh uh, what's his face Dead Mouth. I'm like oh okay yeah. he's he's yeah. I know who that is. 
And then they're even like, Blues oh, Fest Tiesto. I'm like, I've heard even, of. Even Blues Fest this year. Like, I, I didn't go to Blues Fest at all. I didn't ever. I mean, it was like there were so many nights where I'd be like, who who are these people? Yeah. I'm well, like, it was I, like they, they, had, they had Wu-Tang and it's like, but they probably had it without Red Man and Method Man and the, the successful ones. So it's like, I don't come know. see the I skeleton crew. Of, came. But I, I would imagine they probably like, I, I don't know. I was never a Wu-Tang o- o- guy o- anyways. ODB o- o- wasn't there. But. He wasn't there? Well, he's dead, so... Oh, is he? Okay, well, that would make sense. He died like 10 years ago. They didn't bring out the holograms? No. That, um, that's the thing, though. I, I don't... I've yeah. never been a big live music guy. Um, I find that... I used that, to be, but I don't know if it's just... I've, yeah. I, I went I to mean, Foo like, Fighters last year, and I, I, I enjoyed I that it. too. I, I enjoyed it, that. yes, yes. But it's like sometimes when I've, I've been at those, like depending on where you're standing... Yeah. First off, I'm, I'm old and overweight, yeah. so standing for a long time isn't yeah. fun for me. Right. The closer well, you, you are, all you hear is the... Chair well, in a bag. But you couldn't bring a chair in a bag to fucking no. Foo Fighters. We were, we were like four or five people back from oh, the front. Oh, I have a rant about those chair in a bag people. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Save it, dude. That should be an ep- your podcast should be every episode is you complaining about something. Not complaining. No, no. Your complain. your reaction reaction I think is more neutral. Okay, you are can we decide. not? I'm not saying we're stopping right now, but like I need to go to the bathroom. Uh, or I more really water? need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay. Welcome back. Hi. Yeah, Tre- Trevor and I are discussing just very how briefly before we hit the play. Is like how long like, it should be. People getting sick. I mean, like, but here's I'm, the thing: if they don't like it, they'll turn it off. And yeah, the people yeah. who are invested, so I, like I said, I haven't felt like hey. We got to stop. Not that I'm trying to take more of your time, but no. just I'm enjoying the conversation again. Yeah. It's the benefit of not having anything to do with your day, yeah. you know, per se. Seven but, hours. We're trying to hit the Guinness and <laughs> world's longest podcast episode. It's just well, like I said, people who like it will yeah. will listen. People who don't yeah. won't. Some people only listen to my interviews. Some people only listen to my individual episodes. Ones, yeah. I, and I, but you don't like, they, like normally you just do this solo, right? Like I haven't, yeah, the whole idea is like, and, and I've, I've played with so many different formats of it. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. So my, I made a note, like a note template for the episodes where it was like, right. I would just write down the days of the week. And like, if I, I was just trying to remember what I did and I'd put them in there. And then when the episode would come, I would literally, and I hate saying it this way, but I would, I would start, just saying, here's what I did on Tuesday. Here's what I did on Monday. And it's like boring literally, as fuck. Yeah, literally, 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 literally. Yeah, it's like I all I did was just say, and, and then I, on this day I did this. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. And it just got so like, so you're just telling me about your week. Like, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and then I took my mom to Costco. You know, I like taking her on Sundays. Uh, you know, she's old and this is the time we get to spend together. So it's just like, so now I'm just like, you know what? I'll get on it and I go, I'll start talking. Whatever comes to mind, whatever thoughts are in my head that day. And then I'll sort of go, what else did I, I'll look at my calendar and go, is there anything really significant that I did that I thought was interesting? It's like, oh, and this thing pissed me off. But that's kind of the the episodes, the way they go. But I'd like to think they're more entertaining now. They're shorter. Before, it's like, well, (laughs) dude, I had two-hour episodes on a week that I did practically nothing. But, and then I've I've had episodes where I've openly wept about something. (laughs) Openly wept? Openly wept. Oh, yeah? Well, it's just, that's what I was feeling. Like, and I, I don't mean like, (laughs) I didn't have a breakdown, mm. but it was just, yeah, I'd have episodes where you could hear, like hear me tearing up and I'm, and I'm crying at the time of, of recording it. But I'm like, what happened was, was particularly, you know, deep on me. Mm. Yeah. Super fascinating stuff. So you got anything coming up that we can, uh, that we can plug, get people excited for? Well, uh, the next, uh, the next Trevor's pad. Okay. First, uh, first Sunday of the month. First Sunday of every month at uh, Yuck Yucks. Oh, and what is it? Is it a showcase yuck show yucks. or? On Elgin Street. Uh, I don't care. You can say it. 292 Elgin. Yeah, 236 
laugh. L-A-F-F. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, it's like I book it. It's my own room. I did not ask you to do the next yeah. one, I think. So, are it's you on my calendar, right? Okay. Yeah, I put it in there. Well, well Josh I, is going to be on it, so come on, I'll, take it don't, out. They don't give a fuck. They've, uh, they, August, August, next show will be August 4th, Sunday, August 4th. It's I book it, and I... Uh, it's a stand-up show, but like we do like some little sketch things and little gross different things as well. Not sketch as in like, but like so last last show for example, Tavis and I uh, we did uh, the inaugural debatingers. It's kind of like a, we're doing our own homage or ripoff, if you will, of the debaters, the CBC radio show. So we well, it's not like they were the first people to ever come no, up no, with debating. No, no, no. But I mean, we yeah. We so Don uh, Don hosted, and we're not going to do that every show, but maybe we're going to do it again. Like, I think the goal of that is we're going to Tavis and I are going to keep doing that and recording it, and then submit it to like to actually submit something to them, like to the debaters, because I guess that's how some people get that gig, right? Like they right. actually instead of like waiting for them to you know the debaters to come to them they'll just they'll pitch them like here's our idea but instead of just pitching them we'll actually say hey we write the whole thing we actually recorded this already yeah you know what do you think what do you think if you could um so that's kind of yeah new uh with all the different kinds of stand-up and everything like we talked about you know youtubes and podcasts and stand-up and sketch and writing Mm -hmm. if if you could say let's let's take away the whole like i'm not sure what people would like let's just say whatever one you decided to do was you know guaranteed to be a success what would you want to do right now do you want to have a lot of pots on the stove or you know do you prefer stand-up because like we talked about how it's gone from you know this many people to now it's just oversaturated i think one of the things that i've noticed right now is there's way too many people getting into stand-up because they think it's going to make them a movie star or it's going to make them a youtube sensation or it's going to make them well yeah that's that's not really anything new i guess right i mean in terms everything in terms of the social media element it's new Mm -hmm. but like the whole idea of like you know, especially you see in L.A. right? Oh, I'm an I'm a I'm an actor slash comedian where right. people like will just get into stand up on the side as like a as a means to like diversify, you know, yeah. another chance to be seen or whatever, right? And then well, it's like, like and then once they be, yeah, when it. they when they be yeah, or then yeah, you get the flip side of that where it's like somebody's like, oh, I'm I was on a TV show now I'm yeah, yeah Rob Schneider's doing Dustin it now, Dustin Diamond, yeah. John yeah. Lovitz, yeah. Uh, people that weren't stand-ups necessarily, but they're funny people. Yeah. Or you, and you can tell when they're Stormy Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, oh. um, um, just going to talk about Trump's weird-looking dick, I guess, for 45 minutes. I don't know. But people will pay His for it. His balls That's, have the same well, comb-over. Thank you. In thank the you. words of Mark <laughs> Breslin, right? Like... Uh, Fame trumps everything. Oh, that's I thought you were saying that cock. It's a direct quote of his. Um, Fame trumps. Yeah, the cream rises to the top. Uh, different, different. It's not meaning rude, different meaning yeah. entirely. Um, yeah, I mean, stand up is the freedom of stand up is something that's part of the appeal of it, right? Like the, you know, the freedom to just whatever you think is funny and total control over it yourself. You don't have to worry about like when you're writing something where you got, Oh, there's notes from the, the network or there's, Oh, you can't say this. Or it's like stand up. It's like, no, you, you have that freedom to say whatever the hell you want. Right. That's part of the appeal of it. I, that's think. definitely my first, 
Well, yeah, we don't have it, the freedom of speech laws that they have in. No, the no. But I'm not even talking about freedom of speech. I'm talking about just like you can talk about really whatever you want to talk about. There's no parameters as to like you have to talk about this subject or this. Whatever right. you think is funny is right. funny. That's, you just have to wear. It is. It's saying. my first love, I guess. I mean, like I would also love to, you know. I love, I enjoy writing. That's why I should do more of it. But like, I, I mean, I, two or three years ago, I, I got this idea for like something I kind of saw as like a Netflix kind of like 10 episode kind of serial thing. I started writing and I worked really hard on it for like a few months. Uh, this was like three years ago too. And then like, I just kind of let it sit. And then I, I'd like to start working on that again or something like that along those lines too, right? Mm -hmm. Like something kind of episodic or whatever, like a 10 episode series of like, I, cause I like writing dialogue. It's, yeah. you know, like I enjoy doing that, but it's like, I haven't really touched it in like two years. I showed it to a couple of people and they were like, yeah, there's something there. Right. But uh, so, I mean, that's something I'd like to work on too. Right. But yeah. I mean, did you get hit with that same hole? Like, oh, fuck. Well, but what if it's not good? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's totally part of uh, <clears throat> part of probably why I just kind of let it sit for a while because I just kind of was like, yeah, is this any good? I don't know. And that whole like typical everyone, you know, self-doubt, right? Like, right. is this any, you know, is there anything redeeming worthwhile out of it? And, you know, you always, you hear it with the Netflix world we live in, right? There's so much content. You're right. like, well, there's so much content you get lost in the shuffle, but also there's so much content that's like God. They're buying so much shit. There's you know. Well, they're they're horribly in debt. Like, yeah, they're like I've, the real estate bubble that burst. Like I've heard that. Like they're they're it's gonna billions come, in it's debt, gonna, and they just gonna, keep making more yeah. more content, hoping that they're gonna get more subscribers. Yeah. And it's like eventually you gotta gonna, pay you're what's gonna, you're owed. The bill comes due. Yeah, you're gonna have to like start. It, it's like Enron or well, and Disney. Disney is launching their streaming yeah. service. In oh yeah, everyone's doing it now. But the thing was, there's a shitload of yeah. Disney content on Netflix. Yeah, and so all, all of their con yeah, all of their contracts they'll be up and they'll be done. Yeah. When you think of how many parents just put their kids in front of Netflix, yeah, you know the whole this yeah. like the the whole children's section is like. I mean, vastly that there's, there's Pepsi and Coke, which is Nickelodeon and, and Disney on mm -hmm. there. And the amount of stuff that Disney, like Disney just bought Fox. So yeah. all of the, so basically all the Marvel movies come off, all the yeah. Star Wars movies come off Netflix, yeah. all of the Miramax stuff. So anything you're seeing with like Quentin Tarantino or all of his movies that are on Netflix, those are all coming off because yeah. Disney's not going to say here, have your streaming, have our yeah. stuff on your service. No. Cause no, it's, they're going to put it on theirs and make it exclusive. Um, you lose all the, the kid content, yeah. you lose all of the, the Fox content. So family guy comes off American dad, all those Fox on shows, X-Men, all that stuff comes off. There's uh, anyways, whatever yeah. it is. But when all that comes off of Netflix and now people are going, Oh, we're going to go with Disney's Netflix is going to go under. They're going to have to pay their dad. Like, I don't know, whatever. going to go but, under. Well, if oh, you owe billions yeah, of dollars yeah. and you just lose half your subscribers yeah. to the Disney platform when it comes out, because that's what you're showing your kids during the day, right? Like, well, that's right. where the kids shows are. We need that for the kids. So I don't know. I, I just think there's that so there's many streaming services now that I like, like Amazon Prime, and, right? And, and uh, you know, like, I used to have Crave TV when I had kids. Crave is good now. Crave is TMN now, the movie network, and oh. HBO is Crave now. Okay, I didn't so even, it wasn't. It was yeah. a separate. See, it shows one, you how out of the loop of I am with yeah. this stuff. And it's and, and here it's you were saying I'm informed. You are informed. It, it's a, not knowing how the TV stuff works. This is oh, the, the this is part this. of the problem. I know this shit. Why I didn't know who those bands were, and I don't I don't read Twitter. I'm I'm disconnected from social media. Like I'm I'm on it, mm. but I never post anything because I don't think anything I do is interesting. Mm, me neither. Yet here I am. 
<laughs> I, f- I find this stuff interesting. No, no, I mean like on Twitter. Ah, well, you can also consume it without contributing to it as well. You yeah. don't think so? Um, one of the things, uh, just to throw it out there while I'm thinking of it, um, was uh, that, that, that book, The Happiness Equation. I can't recommend that book enough to anybody. The Happiness what? Sorry? Equation. Um, the Happiness Equation, uh, at the end of the book, they're talking about like you got to watch out for advice and stuff like that. And cliches are one of the worst because every cliche has something that, that completely contradicts it and the opposite that makes sense. Like, you know, opposites attract, but birds of a feather. And it was just funny that you were saying like the fame trumps everything. And that's why I immediately went with the whole, the cream always rises to the top. There's always a cliche that completely contradicts yeah, the other thing. You, yeah. But people give you advice, ah, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, there's another no, I one don't, that makes... I don't, I don't, I'm just saying that's a quote that... A hundred percent. But that's what I'm saying. That's what he, he goes, oh, well, you know, but yeah. And, and at the same time, when, the cream always rises. So like... That quote is from when... Dane Cook years ago was shooting a movie in Vancouver and he showed up at the Yuck Yucks in Vancouver and, and like, bumped someone, and bumped someone, not only bumped someone, but did like basically bumped the headliner. He did so much time. He was supposed to, they were like, okay, we can put you on, but you can only do like 10 minutes. Right. But then it's kind of like, I forget who the headliner was. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's like when he, he was, he too. was, at, he was like at the king, like he was, he was a big deal back then. This was like, Dane? Know, yeah, like oh, 10 yeah. years ago, maybe yeah. when he was, and his albums were so, so huge. Yeah, and and he hadn't so, done movies yet. Yeah, so he uh, he wound up doing like forty minutes and basically bumped the headliner. So there was like a you know furor about it. Like comedy, the comedians were all upset. And Breslin was like, Breslin was like, "Hey, man, fame trumps everything." That was his defense. Yeah. Well, I, and people were like, upset. so Jason did the opposite stupid thing was uh, I brought Jeff Ross and Tony Hinchcliffe to the club one time. And Jeff Ross had asked Jason, he goes, hey, if I want to come in tomorrow, can I do can I do some time? And Jason's like, yeah, absolutely. If you want to come in. And he goes like, hey, can I do like an hour? Like that's what Jeff Ross said. And Jason, I can't have, I can't have you doing an hour, man. Like the headliner, people here to see him, which is not true at all. The headliner was standing right there. And he goes, I have no problem. Not, you can bump me. You can do the headline spots more if you want. Like, yeah, Je- how good would that be for absolute to have Jeff Ross come in and do an hour there? Yeah. You know what I mean? For free. He just wants to come in and do How an hour. And Jay was this? four or five years. Hmm. This was before Tony had completely blown up. Like Tony Hinchcliffe is, is doing insanely well now. Yeah. Do you know who he is? I know who he is. Yeah. I don't really. His, his don't, podcast I, kill Tony is, is huge. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. Uh, I mean, I know of him. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. He's he's very quick, very sharp. He's now he's on all these TV shows that feature comics. He was on uh, Pete uh, Holmes's Crashing and things like okay, that. Okay, yeah, I watched. So, I watched the first season of that one. Yeah. So uh, he's but, it, but he's a very big thing. He's open for Rogan, and then he was opening for Jeff Ross and stuff like that. So, but anyways. Jason was asked if you know, hey, can I come do that? No, no, I can't. Can't have you doing that. You know, the headliner. Nah, nah, it's even. like it's like so. It's I don't know. I, I think from a business standpoint, having somebody who's huge coming in and, and doing the time, it's like the audience is going to go. We got to come back here. You never know who's going to show up and oh yeah, for and sure. do stuff I like know, that. I know. I no. I I'm just yeah. I'm not. And it's funny that comics would go. Well, well I want. I would imagine that the headliner that got bumped still got paid. It's not like Breslin gave him the headliner's money. No, I think they were more just upset about the fact that I guess they shouldn't have expected Dane Cook to follow because like he was he went up there with the understanding he was only supposed to do like ten minutes and he wound up doing like four. But he yeah. he's Dane Cook. He's Dane Cook. Yeah, I've heard I've heard Chappelle does that, and I've heard you oh, know yeah. Chappelle. Well, God, Chappelle did like 
what did he do? He went up. He did like seven hours or that something. That was like there that. was a competition between him and Dane Cook of like, you know, Chappelle wanted the record for the longest thing. The story I heard too was like Dane Cook tried to take it back afterwards, and uh, to me that's and just, like ordered that's pizza just, for the just, last two audiences. Just, just ego dick waving. That's yeah, it's just so self indulgent. Nobody wants yeah. to watch anyone do comedy for seven hours. I don't care how. Yeah, and people didn't like. Apparently, it was like the the LA shows where people come and go. So it's just like it's just like I'm just, but I'm just on stage all this time doing it. So people are coming and going. And at one point, he was going to lose the thing because like the last two people were like getting up to leave. He's like, "Where are you going?" They're like, "Well, we're hungry." He's like, "I'll order you pizza." So it's like ordered pizza to the club. Now this is hearsay. I watched a guy walk an entire room. Yeah. Yeah. Can you say his name? Was it recently? Really? He doesn't. When? Oh, this was like. Uh, five. Oh, yeah, five. Sorry, five. Sorry, sorry. You can pull yeah. it closer. You can pull it closer. Five years ago, um, it was at Yuck Yucks Ajax. Rest in peace. Doesn't exist anymore. But it was. Uh, it's under renovation indefinitely, like all the rest. Well, of them. they opened one in Oshawa. <laughs> I don't think it's the same owners, but mm-hmm. I guess that's that area covered now. I don't know. I remember I when I started comedy. Ajax you could go is on where Yuck they Yuck's used, website. Yeah. And they'd be under renovation, and they'd be like that for seven years. Oh yeah, there's a lot of clubs that are like. It, I, don't, I can't even tell you where there are and aren't because like they've come and gone. There's so many of them, but yeah. like there is one in Oshawa now. But the age, for some reason, they used to send me to Ajax all the time when I moved to Toronto. That was I almost felt like my home club, and I was doing a weekend there. Uh, yeah, I was like, I mean, 2014. I don't know, and it was Hunter Collins was emceeing. I was middling. Alan Park was a headliner, and uh, he had a bit of a name, I guess, right? Because he was on Air Force mm-hmm. and like. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, he went up, and uh, I've never seen a guy deliberately try to alienate a crowd more than, like, because it's not like it was one of those shows where, like, everybody bombed and they hated everybody. It was like, the crowd was actually good. They were fine. They were, you know, like, it was Ajax, and it was... It was him specifically? Ajax was, that was, that was a club that was, like, it was the suburbs of Toronto, but it was very, it's very redneck, like, the parking lot was all, like, pickup trucks, and it was kind of, like, almost like you're in a small town, even though you're in, like, the suburban Toronto area, but... Right. The crowd was fine. They were a little rough around the edges, right? But, so, an Alan Park went up as a headliner, and he literally, I, it's, like, somebody set him off and he just went out of his way to be antagonistic towards that. And like, it was a sight to behold. He literally walked the entire club and it, like a hu- over a hundred people, maybe 140, 150 people. Just people. Like, this sucks. They started getting, yeah. and he, did he try to so, roll with it? He just kept going. He would not stop to the point where like when he finished the last table was getting up and leaving. So Hunter and me and the owner of the club, at the time we were all standing at the back like with our arms folded like in awe we're like this is almost impressive i can't believe he's this committed to like to like just ag- antagonizing like, was it, like people stand up and go guy go fuck yourself get out of here no like, they, like, they weren't heckling him it wasn't i mean there was a bit of heckling at one point but what's but then, he doing as he sees people getting up and he, leaving? nothing nothing it doesn't change his he's just dream. yelling just, at a table people are getting up he's well, not, yeah, it's but not then even he, happening then he stopped kind of talking to the crowds and then he the crowd and he would just i don't it's kind of, i don't even remember like his material in terms of what he was doing I just, okay so he wasn't just shitting on that table and people are getting up and leaving and that's it all at once he's like shit on them try to do a yeah. joke and they just keep getting and then up the and jokes leaving. were just not hitting and then like he just lost the entire crowd and then he was you know yeah it was it was i've never people seen getting guy, up and leaving was like catching fire like embers and just going yeah fuck it let's get the fuck out i've never here. seen a guy walk an entire club like that it was really impressive and no word of a lie like no hyperbole 
not a seat was still. Oh, the entire room was. The still. entire room was. The empty. last table finally gave. It was almost like a contest. See who that could last the longest. Who, <laughs> in terms, of who would be the last to leave? But I remember the last table got up and leave. And we we're all like, "Holy shit, he did it! He did it!" He walked. He the entire walked room. an entire club. <laughs> not a table of eight people. Yeah, uh, and not half sold that. Like it was a full room. Full room. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty well, it wasn't sold like. That was a big room, like jammed. You could get a lot of people in there. But it, yeah, there were definitely over 100 people in there. Maybe and they just all fucked this. We're walked gone. the entire room. That was impressive. Do you remember how far into his set-ish? Out of 40 minutes? Oh, by the time the last table left, he was probably at 40 minutes. Okay. Like, it wasn't like he walked it all. It didn't, they didn't it, leave it, wasn't, it no, no, after, no, no, no. It's not like he did five minutes and walked the entire room and he no, still no, no, proceeded to do 35 minutes. Well, I assume once they're gone, you can just go, Once done the here? last guy left, I think he finally stopped. I don't know. He's Because uh, I would say that even if it happened 25 minutes in... I wasn't, I wasn't, there was no part of me that thought he had actually finished his set. I was just like, was it, well, you know, how far into his set did he walk the whole room? So that's no, funny. So it like, took, it took, it took him a good, like he worked at it. It took him the whole duration of his set. I guess some people were sticking out just out of politeness. I don't know, but it was, it was. So, but, but they were gone while he was still up there. It's not like the MC yeah. walked up there like, thank God and left. It was like, no, he By walked By the time the everybody. MC went up, it was like the room was empty. So he didn't even really need to go up, but I think he did. I don't remember. Everyone's worried about that contractual obligation. Eight minutes getting waved off. No, no, I paid for 15. Yeah, it was Hunter Collins. I remember very well as the host. It's like, like, do I need to go up here still? There's no crowd left. Do I still need to say, hey, tip your servers? If there's nobody (laughs) left in the audience. The servers have walked too. (laughs) Yeah, they've all gone home too. Well, we're not getting, they're all chasing their bills at the front door. Yeah, really. (laughs) Well, that's uh, yeah. yeah I, I won't. Uh, and on that note, yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I, I, I don't want to keep you handcuffed to this. I'm, I'm having a good time. With no, the I'm having a good time. I, I just, uh, I also, I'm doing intermittent fasting, and I'm kind of at the point now. Getting where hungry? Like, I should probably eat something. I don't know. Yeah, I can feed you if you want. I mean, not during the podcast. We'll end the podcast, and then I can feed you. Okay. You want to do that? All right. Sure. Okay. What do you got? Uh, pierogies. I like pierogies. Do you like pierogies? I'll fry up some fucking... I'll fry up some fucking... All right. Stick around for the pierogi podcast, guys. (laughs) I don't even know what kind of pierogies there are. I mean, I have other options. We can pick... We can go through the fridge. Sure. Um, I wasn't like... I wasn't angling for a free meal or anything. No, but you gave me your time. I can can feed you. Okay. Um, Well, I appreciate you doing this. Trevor's Pad's a thing. Your podcast is going to be a thing. um, It's going to be a thing that titles to be determined but hey <laughs> and uh yeah i'm gonna be on youtube uh, ranting about things like things you are gonna do set that up. yeah well lorenzo was it was his idea and i'm like yeah i can i think it's a good idea i, I need I, any way to like it, content right it's all about content well it's, just I, I think the most important thing that i'm learning is that people connect more with honesty so if you're doing, so, it's like it's like a joke. If you're doing, if you're pandering because you think this is what people want to see, no, no, well, no, it, well, I'm not suggesting that you no. are, but I'm just saying that is something that's part of the creating a podcast or YouTube channel or whatever it is. No, if nothing, I am authentic. I am very I, authentic. And I wouldn't argue that. I'm very authentic. I just know if during the process, if at any point you're like, yeah, I don't know what people want. Just do what you want to do, yeah. and you'll draw your crowd. So, I, like, apparently, it's a big thing now. Like, it's like people on YouTube are like making a living. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but it's like just with with reaction. Where it's like it's all they do. They just they get subscribers who like want to see because there were a couple of there was one other comedian. It was like about a year ago. It was Jeff Elliott who said to me like from Toronto. He was like, I would. He's like, I would pay money to watch you just rant about 
things like reacting to like things that are happening it was him that like said it initially and then lorenzo was like the one who was like yeah i think this is something you should do like he's the one setting it up for me like where's right. a camera in my place and i'm just like something that's happening and say yeah it has to be organic i'm not going to be like lewis black where i'm going to be like yeah he's i'm yeah. really angry about this when he's obviously really not it's contrived like i don't yeah. want it to be like that i want it to be stuff that it, it wouldn't necessarily just be stuff that i'm angry about per se right it'd be stuff that's Actual like well, here's something like okay what like here's my you know i don't know it's the possibilities are limitless, right? Right. And it's your, as long as you're getting the authentic reaction. This like, has been good for me. I feel I feel actually like uh, inspired now. It's, good. Good. it's like the Josh Williams self-help nah, nah, podcast. Nah, nah, nah. I take good. no credit. It's good. it's good. All I do is parrot Let's smarter people. Eat some pierogies. Go do some writing. <laughs> okay. All right. You better. Yeah, Can you well, do the do yeah. the stream of conscience? Give just commit to doing thirty minutes of writing, okay. no matter whether it's good or bad. It gives a fuck. Okay. It's, we'll you, do. In the words of Rick Curry, you won't have the empty page at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate you doing this. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming. Thank you. And chat with me. Bro, thanks. All Trevor's right. pad. Trevor's August pad 4th. on Sundays. Josh's gonna be on it. Thanks. I will keep following up with Trevor. So when okay. he has his podcast out and his YouTube channel, all that, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a plug. Okay. Do that. <laughs> I will. Thanks. Okay. Talk soon. Okay.